just as warning, during the recording of this episode, I had a blackout during a storm, so both my recording and my backup recording experience visible mic distortion that's noticeable on my end, but nothing too terrible to make what I'm saying as unintelligible. Everyone else didn't have any technical difficulties. I should also mention that there is a private session included within this episode as well that starts and ends with the sound of a distant horn. For suspense, I censored DCs and rolls that will later become clear when put into the context in this very personal session. Thank you for listening. Now, without further ado... Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You've been warned. I just wish there was more fire. So to recap last session and a little bit of uh, season one, Leo, a changeling known as Ninx, conceived of the first terrorist attack in history by setting up explosives at the Diamond Estate, Armistice Ball, which was hosted for uh, foreign ambassadors, diplomats, and nobles. Asmodai experienced a vision from his god Vulcan and saw firsthand paintings depicting the greatest wars he participated in. Blessed with the ability to wild shape into fire elemental so long as he stays true to his tenets as a conqueror. Uh, capturing uh, Leo as an uh, inferno, Asmodai halted an angry mob from uh, coming into the Jade Hills, killing a civilian who was a pillar to the community, Grandma Hobble. A week passes and we see Ordon, a gnome inventor with the help of me, a bear inquisitor, build a respiratory pump machine for a feeble celiac diamond, the youngest of the family, but the only heir to the ruined estate and rightful ruler of Drogport. Enjoying each other's company, they uh, see one of the two kings of the gang, King's Gambit, yelling at each other over a game of chess, uh, one of the two kings of the gang, King's Gambit, uh, yelling at the opponent uh, of a chess game, bitterly proclaiming him as new leader. Uh, we hear the dull ting of a crown thrown at his feet. Uh, Piwan, a blue jay bird person, is in the forced company of two strangers. Deciding to make them useful, he requested, uh, he requested them as a guide to the Crimson Fist to speak to Solomons. But first, let's uh, start a week from now. Asmodai, uh, what happened throughout that week? Asmodai starts making some connections, as well as he makes his own... A uh, new set of armor out of some ore that he had. And then the other thing is he begins to uh, ask some questions and 
get some plans made on uh, doing a public execution of Leo. Um. So the only uh, specific thing I need to tell you is when you get your uh, armor, uh, like uh, it, it should be done by the end of the week. So yeah, like that's no problem. Uh, the only uh, problem with uh, your armor is that uh, like when when you talk to uh, the local blacksmiths, you feel something strange. Uh, we're not going to go way into detail, but I'm going to give you the, the brief summary of what you found strange. Is that they seem a little overworked, that they uh, keep hammering in uh, weapons and armors. But luckily, you know, one particular blacksmith that can spare a little bit of time to uh, make your set. But even then, like, uh, you still hear tings throughout each night uh, throughout Drogport. Well, as I said, I didn't make most of it myself. Yeah. Again, it's just, you know, the final adjustments. But it's just uh, something to uh, keep in mind. Like, you just hear just the hammering throughout the night. Um, So let's do a little bit of RP between uh, Leo and Asmodai throughout the week. Um, So let's have uh, the start of the week as soon as you uh, bring him into uh, a solitary confinement. We have uh, two guards down a uh, damp, dreary cell. We hear the plink of uh, drops of water in this moist place. Uh, I would assume it's just a barren cell with a chair, fucking uh, cuffs... Um, we can see Asmodai, uh, Dre, what, uh, like, fucking fireman style, fucking Leo over your shoulder, like, his face singed, burnt, we see, like, a pale skin of, uh, the lion person, as you, uh, place him down, cuff him up on both hands, assume, like, uh, put gloves over his hands as well, or what, whatever, to make him, uh, not as dexterous, uh, with a gag in his mouth. And as you're uh, doing that, we uh, we can actually hear like uh, a voice outside the room as he's uh, trying to uh, calm somebody down, but it seems to no avail. As we hear like the door slam open, and we hear the clink of boot to a uh, cobblestone. As you recognize your boss, Solomon, extremely pissed off. And I'll see him and go. Okay, I know where this is going. Uh, and I'll just throw Leo after chaining him up, throw him, throw him in the cell, close the door, and then kind of stand in front of the closed door like, Okay, look, we cannot, we should not kill him yet. I know you want to. Asmodai, get the hell out of my way. He killed most of our gang, and he slams his fist against the bars. We hear, like, the rattle metal echo through the hallway and reverberate. I will have his goddamn head, and you will not stop me! Easy, easy, look. Trust me, he's not going to live. I want the same thing, but we can, we need to make his death a spectacle. Right now, we can make his death work for us so that those men that died will not do so in vain. It will be more than just eye for an eye. We can make it to where this actually means something. Here either tomorrow or the day after, we publicly execute him in order to get the pe the favor of the people on our side so that we can start making some headway in the new power vacuum that is forming. We're going to kill him. We just need to wait a day or two. Or three, probably two days at most. We see his like nose flare and his like teeth clenched, 
and he just stares you down. You've never seen this man stare such daggers at anyone. And he just tells you, Asmodai, if we're making a spectacle out of this, it better be painful. I better see fucking smoke, fire, I don't care, molten iron. We are going to make him suffer every damn second. And he looks at Leo and the gloves around his uh, uh, like fists like start to toughen harden and like you can actually see like uh, like the silk glove like crumble a little bit by his wrist and he says the moment he wakes up and he looks at one of the guards then at you you will come get me and he slams like the bar one more time and it's slightly dense in and he has a very angry strut outside with the slam of the door reverberating, leaving the plinking of water as the only thing to break the silence in this damp hallway. Alright. Uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, I will actually take the one chair that's in there scooted way, 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 way back from him to the opposite end of the cell. Sit down uh or put it there and i'm going to talk to the guards uh tell them their orders uh no one is to enter the cell uh unless it is me uh, un unless they hear for me to open the door from the inside you are not to let anyone in uh secondly they are if to feed him they have to do they have to feed the prisoner they are not allowed to uh unbind his hands in any way they are not and they are only allowed to take the gag out of his mouth in order to administer food if he goes to say anything they shove the gag back in uh all that good stuff okay and uh i think the only questions one of the like guardsmen has is like he, he asks you why do we need to cover his hands why why do we need to bind them like because that? he is a magical caster and a lot of spells require hands to move. And he just seems a little ashen at that, and he looks at the cell and goes, should, should we... And, like, he uh, points towards uh, the barred window, and he's like, should, should we board it up? Oh, I was going to do that uh, already. Yeah, so we can flash forward if you, like, you know, just, like, basically pounding in, like, uh, something to fucking block it out say like piece of plywood or some shit yeah and once i close the the doors uh he'll just sit in there with leo until he wakes up and no one else is allowed in okay let, let's uh expedite it do you feel comfortable we got like uh let's say like fucking uh, i'm not sure rope gig uh fucking ball or what the fuck is called uh silk gag it doesn't matter fucking something to cover his mouth we got uh, mittens for his hands, cuffs, we boarded up the window, it's a damp cell, fucking bars, uh, probably, I don't know, six by four, uh, uh, cell, just cobblestone, damp, spiders, like, all, all sorts of things to make you miserable. Uh, let's see, uh, let's expedite things and, uh, say, like, uh, uh hours from then we see, uh, Leo, like, coming back in consciousness. If we were to look from his perspective, ever the world is blurry. And eventually, like, after a few, like, black, uh, like, uh, a, a few blinks that just make the screen black, we see focus. 
we see two guards and Asmodei talking. Leo is awful. His face, his body, like any, like, fur, like, mo most of his fur is burnt off. You actually see, like, scarring underneath, like, uh, the fur. What do you do, Asmodei? And what do you do, Leo? <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, I will yell at one of the guards. Go, go get the boss. He's awake. And he goes get he goes to get the boss. And honestly, like both of you, it's so quiet. You hear bells ringing. Uh, uh, like you know, tonight is up. You uh hear or just feel your blood rushing through your body, the beat of your heartbeat, and we see like the door slam open to rudely like break the silence and we see him coming back with a fire in his eyes his gloves taken off given to uh, like uh, 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 one of the crimson fist guards he comes up to you asmodai gives you a singular nod then walks into the cell wait wait before we let him win one quick question boss i apologize but has to be done before you come in tell me what did i make that was the first item that made you made you consider to have you to have me join the guild rank or the uh gang's ranks the gauntlet on your hand a mark of the crimson fist okay and let him let him in Oh, that's actually clever. <laughs> Damn, dude, that was good. Holy fuck. Oh, so he walks in. Fuck that. Sorry, that took me off. That was cool. Uh, so he walks in and uh, uh, just giving you a weird die. He uh, goes to uh, uh, Leo and he said, uh, he says to Leo, did you kill my men? I, am I ungagged at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll walk up and I'll take off the gag, but I'm going to have my warhammer out, and it's going to be ready to swing, as well as putting the gag immediately back in. Yeah, I kind of want to imagine like the camera angle. We see like a spider in the web, and like uh, it's focused on the web and the spider. Then like it blurs out, and we see like you know top down angle of you know you taking off the gag with your warhammer out and Asbadai cross-armed looking at Leo as he says, Did you kill my men? I killed the dogs of the nobles. He, like, nods his head, start, starts pacing back and forth. He says, The dogs of the nobles, huh? And just nods his head, nods his head. Then as he, like, struts past you, like, uh, he reels back his arm and just gives you a nice sock across the face like we see a little bit of red blood like spew out of your mouth we're not dogs we're our opportunists we make use of situations we crawl through the mud to glory and he looks at you what right did you have to kill my men Oof. he looks at Asmodei Hold his arm. Okay. You, this is the first time you've seen this in person. You heard stories about this. This is the first time you've seen it. He grabs Leo's, like the, he touches the back of Leo's hand, then grips it. And Leo, 
Uh, I'm uh, out, out of curiosity. Like, uh, do you still have your uh, sheet at all? I'd. Well, just to make it easy, like look for a constitution uh, modifier and make me a constitution saving roll. Natural 20. Are you fucking serious? Holy fuck. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I, okay. So like you can describe how you're doing this, like to stop it, but we see like uh, your like hand begin to slightly petrify and turn to uh, stone slightly. I assume that you're just like switching like the hand to uh, different creatures. And at the same time, giving him a cheeky grin. His eyes, oh, keep in mind, that was a really high roll too. His eyes begin to bulge and he says, you want to do this the hard way, huh? And he grabs your finger, like your index finger, pulls up and up and up and up until we hear a snap as we see like your bone in finger, <laughs> like begin to shoot fucking blood from your finger. <laughs> uh, can you uh, just make me another constitution saving throw? Uh, 10 or higher. We're gonna see if you're ever gonna knock out during this torture. 15. 15, you're still conscious. He gives you, like, a... Just a fucking, like... Not sinister, but... In, yeah, like, yeah, sinister grin. As you thought you had the upper hand for a second, being so amazing, stopping his uh, little trick. He decided to go with uh, brute force. It seems that you're a little bit more talented than I gave you credit for, Leo. And... He just, like, shakes his head at uh, Asmodai and says, Don't worry, there is always tomorrow. And he uh, goes to, well, for his power, and then uh, he goes to uh, Leo and says, You're gonna tell me everything you know. Leo, who do you work for? Wouldn't you like to know? I work for the people. This time he uh, looks at Asmodai and looks at your, uh, 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 your Warhammer Asmodai, and he just gives you a nod. Uh, and I break his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you go right ahead. Uh, you don't need to make a, like, a, a hit for it. Uh, Leo, make me a con save. Uh, give me 12 or higher. 15. Give me Hayden. We're gonna need a medic. And we see one of the guards leave, and, uh, he looks at Asmodai. We're gonna keep the. We're gonna be doing this for a little bit. Um, so uh, Asmodai, I'm gonna open for up to you for uh, interrogation. You can say whatever you want. You guys can uh, go back and forth. Uh, all right. So this is still the same day we caught him, right? It's just a few hours later. Okay. Let's see. Look, I really don't care who you worked for. I don't care why you did what you did revolution blah 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 life sucks blah 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 what i am curious though is he'll pull out a piece of parchment that he was working on that he wrote up while you were sleeping is if you wouldn't mind signing this and all it really says and he'll even hold it up to you to read is that you worked with the wild ones and you that's one letter, and the other is that you were also working with the Jade Hand. There's some embellishments, some flavoring in there, but that's basically what these two letters state. 
and it would be amazingly helpful if you would sign them with your own hand. Well, you're a good one in this instance. And I'm sure when I do, you'll just let me walk out of here? Oh no, we are going to kill you. I mean, that I feel like you should be smart enough to know you aren't living. Uh, there is no bargain that can be struck that does not end with you losing your life. This is just uh, as much as you talk about revolutions and and hating people who oppress others. I mean, you've seen what the Wild Ones have been doing, as well as the people in Hornstead Jade Hand. They do just as much oppression to the people as, as any other government that is out there. And they shall suffer their commandments just like the rest. And indeed they shall. And you signing onto this, signing this paper will allow them to suffer that much quicker. And how is that? Um, because see, the thing is, is that uh, the people are going to not like very much that these gangs, that these organization organizations, were working with them with the individual as well as the group that killed so many and caused such an uproar the one that gave people their voice is that what you want me to do eh be their voice now and show them where to point their ire at the power structures that exist within the city and at the gangs that have caused so much suffering. You think that what Nickel and Roy were doing is okay? That that's not causing problem for the people? No, I don't want the people to think the Wild Ones were the ones that liberated them. Oh, trust me, this is not saying anything about the Wild Ones being liberated. <laughs> you can, uh, you can see uh, Solomon, like, uh, just nodding along in the background with a smile on his face um i assume this uh back and forth like uh leo isn't gonna sign that fucking paper no okay um let's get to brutal means then if uh you so desire asmodai <sighs> well boss this is utterly pointless and i say we kill him tomorrow the information he has doesn't really matter it's not going to do anything for us in the short term, and the longer we keep him, the more chance he has of getting out. I say we kill him as soon as possible. We arrange for it to be done tomorrow afternoon, and we wipe our hands of this. Also, I will see if we can... <sighs> I will go find... Uh... I will go find one of our associates to get him to uh, authenticate this with his signature. And uh, he uh, nods along, and uh, he says, hmm. and he looks at uh, Leo, three days, and he gives you a nod. I just need three days with him. And uh, we uh, we uh, see like uh, the, yeah, Hayden, but uh, uh, we see the priest of Delger, uh, the familiar purple dragonborn that we've seen before as he's uh, walked in. Um, he uh, looks at you, Asmodai, and says, make sure he's safe. I, I can do the best I can, but every day we keep him, 
uh, the chance of his escape either by him or his associates which we cannot detect and we cannot stop if they really wanted to get in here and I can't stay in this cell for the next three days either it's going to be extremely difficult but I will do the best I can Yep, and he just nods his head. And I assume, like, I imagine the badass shot where, you know, like, we see the back of Asmodai as he doesn't even look at you. He just, you see, like, a little bit of his, like, chin as he talks to you, as he keeps staring at Leo. And we see you outside of uh, the cell. Uh, we see uh, Hayden, the purple uh, dragonborn, coming up and uh, says, uh, what, what is it, my child? How many? How may I assist? Is that to me? Yeah, basically like uh, Solomon's uh, thought about what you said to him earlier and thought it was clever. Like, he wants you to see if this person is safe to bring in as a, uh, what the hell would you call it? Basically, like, to make sure he doesn't accidentally kill Leo. Uh, let's see. Uh, priest, why don't you, or why don't you, uh, talk about the first time that you met my boss and he uh, recounts it and shudders he says I remember explicitly last time I met him was here actually and he looks around and he says the wild ones had a lieutenant and he looks at you had a lieutenant uh, what the hell was his name it was silver and uh, we hear Solomon says that is, that's correct. Let him in. Mm -hmm. And we uh, see it go by. Uh, so uh, basically, we have Solomon's, we have two guards, and we have uh, Hayden that's uh, going to heal him. Uh, is there anything you do, like, or are you going to come back the next day and question him again? Like, uh, what, what's your game plan? Well, seeing as this day is pretty much over. I'm actually going to sleep in the cell. Uh, we hear uh, the questions uh, go by as he uh, says, Who do you work for? Uh, why have you done this to me? What's your name? What's your real name? And, you know, he gives snide remarks. And, uh, Leo, uh, roll me a uh, two... Well, give me three constitution saving throws. 17, 10, and 3. On, uh... Uh, the first, uh, like, say, if you're still, like, giving him a remark, probably spit on him. The second time, you actually knock out when we hear Solomon's uh, talk to Hayden, saying, bring him back. And we hear, like, uh, basically the mystical sounds of, uh, you actually see a bright light, and we hear, you know, that as, like, he's being healed. And it, it continues again for a couple hours until, like, we see... Solomon's walk out his like knuckles uh, drenched in crimson and we see like his uh, nails white from how hard he is gripping his hands into a fist and looks at you. Hasmodai, I didn't think you were still here. Well, no, I didn't leave. But uh, as you were departing uh, before you leave, and like I said, this is outside of the cell, um, why three days? Literally, I had to convince you five hours ago not to kill him outright. I mean, I understand we can get information out of him and then sell it, but this is going. We are going. We are increasing our chances of letting this opportunity slip away. You seem to have 
change your mind very quickly on this. No, Asbadai. I haven't changed my mind. I still want to kill that son of a bitch. And he, like, uh, hits the bars again, and we hear the reverberating metal as it rings. And he says to you, Two days, three days, what difference does it make? A lot. He just shakes his head, and you see a fire in his eyes. I will get the answers I need. Whether it be two days, three days, a week, a month, we will kill him. I understand we will win the hearts of the people, but three days is all I need to get the information I need. I don't think he's going to correct. He's too much of a true believer. And if you don't get what you want in three days, you want to try and keep him for a month, we're going to get nothing out of this if we try to keep him that long. He, we will lose him. And he says to you, don't, we're not going to keep him a month. Stop being a smartass. We are going to make an execution of him. I'm saying the time doesn't matter. We will get what we need, even if I have to break every bone in his body and mend it back together myself. Okay. I think you need... I, I don't think... I think you're just taking pleasure in hurting him. I don't know if... Because the thing is, sir, and I mean this with all due respect, the people who are toughest to crack are ones like him. And no amount of torture, unless we can get something that has leverage on him, that he actually cares about, he's not going to break. And all of this is doing is increasing the chance of him getting away by us having to keep him locked up for X amount of days against people that can literally slip in here. And when I'm not here, have a very, and even when I am here, have a very good chance of being able to break him out. He just, uh, well, what's the best way to put this? He, uh, like, clenches his teeth a bit and says... Asmodai, three days, and that is it. And he just opens the door and gives you a final look. He won't escape and closes the door behind him. <sighs> I'll look at the guards and say, whoever switches shifts has to be approved by me. Uh, and then I'll give him the protocol for when I'm not there. Uh, last thing, one of you go find me and I'll just name one of our associates who's a forger. Tell him to report to me as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like uh, we uh, see one of the men uh, run off and uh, we see like a guy with a uh, pale blue eye. Let's say he's partially blind with a scar, like a like a tiger scar on his face, like three claws, four claws going down his eye. And uh, he's length. The gaunt uh, with a black sleek hair and a very nice like black vest with uh, uh, golden embroideries. Uh, we see him walking up uh, sheepish, uh, sheepishly, like uh, holding on to uh, like uh, a bunch of tools, a, a suitcase, uh, a plethora of paper as he's uh, walking around this uh, damp area. Wait, do you set a location for him, or are you bringing him? Yeah, directly to you. Uh, I'll probably meet him the next day since it's late in this day and uh, I'll meet him the next day and just somewhere in our hideout our main hideout yeah uh, not in the cell <laughs> yeah like around the hideout we uh, see him uh, we see like a uh, Solomon 
Basically, the next day you see Solomon's gone again. It looks like he probably went to the cell to dye his hands crimson. Um, we see the man, his name, I will say, is... Uh, I'm going to say uh, Mark Silva. Marcus. There we go. Uh, Mr. Silva, thank you for coming and seeing me. It's always a pleasure to meet the famous Asmodai. Now, uh, what, what do you have in store for me? I can't wait to see what you have. It's nothing major. I just need you to uh, forge some handwriting. Really, the letter is not important. It can be... Yeah, it, it can just be nicer handwriting than my own. Uh, but then this signature, and I'll throw Leo's gear. We make sure we took anything valuable out of it but if there's any paperwork or anything with his name or signature i go if it's not here uh we can get the deed that he would have had to sign when he grabbed when he got ownership of the sturdy guy uh and then that'll give you an idea of the handwriting that you need to copy main thing is just signature nothing major and uh getting it on the bottom of these two letters and then that's it yep uh uh we'll say that he actually had the deed on him just make things easy uh we see uh, the starry eye paperwork turned into leo's uh, respite and uh he uh looks it back and forth we see like uh uh the same uh kind of tools you would use to look at a gem so like a mini spyglass basically made of brass and metal as he uh like puts his good eye not his like scarred eye to uh the signature quickly looks at the dried ink we see like a close-up of his eye the spyglass and like the details of the paper like the actual texture of the parchment of uh, phrase um and he looks at it very intently grabbing a uh, ink and quill and carefully doing graceful strokes of uh, what's on the paperwork and it takes i'd say like Oh, to get it just right, like a perfect forgery, like an hour. I mean, I wouldn't stay there. I would just... No, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, how long this guy works at it. Whatever you're doing, you're doing. Yeah, I'm just going to go back down, uh, make sure that nothing is happening that shouldn't be in the interrogation. That's about it. Basically, to speed all this up... Uh, Whenever Asmodai isn't doing the stuff that you and I talked about, he is going to be down in the cell. He'll even take his meals down there, and he'll set up a little cot for himself as well. He's going to sleep there as well every night until Leo goes bye-bye. Yep, and we hear the dull thuds as uh, Solomon keeps doing uh, uh like his procedure like pounding at the stomach and we can actually hear leo like vomit blood once or twice and if we look in his cell uh leo make me one last constitution saving throw 13 13 um we uh see it like uh basically he grabs your hand and we uh like see like stone start to uh form over like your hand and travel up your arm turning the fur into mats as it blends with your arm, eventually reaches your shoulder, and he just gives you a devilish look as he says, Do you know what they used to call me back in the day, Mr. Leo? The stoner? He chuckles a little bit. John St 
stone fist, Solomon's, as he brings down his, like, hand and just shatters your finger. The feeling is acute to, like, high sensitivity. The Actually, what you would feel when you're high, but uh, the sense of pain is overwhelming. It does not clot your blood. It, it you, you have an open wound, and, like, it seems like it only covers, like, a... Uh, quarter of an inch if not half an inch of your skin but making it brittle we see roots of the stone go to the bone as there's actual meat and nerves intact and it's enough to like make your skin and bones brittle as he like smashes a finger then another one then another one and then another one eventually he says leo i'm gonna ask you one last time who are you working for the people. Wrong answer. And he shatters your arm. Here, rocks and dust hit the floor as he uh, basically keeps like a, a cuff with uh, your uh, good hand to the chair and a mitten. We see Solomon's walk out again and he looks delighted, but as he uh, gets to the door, he looks at Asmodai, gives him a singular nod, and uh, uh, walks to uh, to a study. We expedite things, and I'll say, like, uh, during that time, uh, we, we see Marcus finishing the paperwork, and uh, I would assume Asmodai come back. We uh, get the paper, like, papers filed out and such. Yeah, uh, and then... Since we're historically should be far enough along to have a printing press or something akin to that, uh, get a bunch of copies printed up of these letters, and this should all be able to be done. Yeah, so you're, so you're basically just going to find up, yeah, a printing press to, like, get that shit going. All right. Well, it will say, like, uh, while, while the, the, the printing press uh, project is uh, going along and, you know, you like, you're getting details organized... Um, we, uh, hear a bit of a ruckus as, uh, we, we see a slight pitter of rain. Uh, we see the wild ones coming into, uh, Crimson Fist territory as they, like, uh, we see brown badger tattoos, all of them wearing a variety of clothes, all of them tattered, uh, cut, torn, burnt. They, uh, come into the territory and throw torches into buildings, starting fires. And we see, like, uh, one woman in particular with, like, a, just a twisted smile just, uh, announces, yelling as we hear her voice reverberate everywhere. Tonight is a night that the Crimson Fist is dead. And she raises up her, like, badger, like, uh, tattooed hand. And we hear, like, uh, the people roar. Uh, they, uh, begin a siege on, uh, the territory, and we see, like, uh, the remainder of, uh, the Crimson Fist trying to mitigate it, along with, uh, the Night's Watch, uh, the, uh, the remainder of the guards, uh, assisting with, uh, trying to, uh, uh, mitigate damage. Um, now the important question is, is, uh, where the fuck would Asmodei be in this picture? Um, just finishing I mean... up, uh, yeah, the... Yeah, printing press, just fit, uh, like I assume you just finished your business as this is happening. So this is what, the second day after? Yeah, the, the, yeah second day, like, uh, going on to, uh, you know, like, uh, late afternoon to uh, uh, evening. Uh, I mean, I would, 
I would probably be there. I would add probably another another guard or so onto Leo's detention. No one goes in the cell, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll even give them a question to ask me when I come back. Uh, and then I will go and you know, be one of the ones leading our territory. It's unfortunate because Sisterhood was one of the people I told you I wanted to try and open open relationships with during this. Yep, we, we can do that in a little bit. Yep, yep. We can uh, still have that within the week gap. I'm just saying the wild ones are going to be uh, trying to attempt, uh, make an attempt on your territory. Oh, this is yeah, the not, wild not, not ones. The it's just a woman who's leading it. Like, she has a badger oh. on her hand. Yep. Never mind. We uh, see... Uh, uh, Penny, like uh, this uh, lieutenant, torching these uh, houses. Um, now, these houses aren't just headquarters or like a basis of operation. Within your territory, there are residents within them. And she's basically uh, like torching people under your uh, protection. Uh, but we do see like a, a firm resistance from uh, patrolling Crimson Hand along with uh, backups as we hear like uh, you know, like, a, what what was the signal? Like a whistle to a signal for uh, more people who are farther away? Yeah, we, we, we have our own whistle. Yeah. So I'd assume, like, we hear a unique whistle from, like, one, then fall another one. It sounds like a bird, uh, like birds in a forest. Uh, as we see, like, uh, the message travel until we probably hear, like, uh, with the... Solomons and uh, uh, Iceman, like probably at two different locations doing different things and shit. Um, so I would assume Solomon's first reaction is to probably like organize troops and uh, probably try to uh, get together with you as soon as possible. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm just repelling the attack and we'll focus on minimizing damage. Uh, to the civilian housing and trying to actually get some people out of their houses or stop them from being burned. Uh, if I see anyone with a torch, they're going to be my first target for a javelin through the head. Oh, hell yeah. Just just for shits and giggles, just make me a tack roll. Because I just want just to see. With my luck, it's probably going to fail. Yeah, that's why I still want you to roll. That's <laughs> uh, 22. Wow, actually a decent role for one. So we see, like, uh, again, uh, how I want you to imagine it is that, you know, like, there's still people going around. Uh, like, uh, daylight is turning golden to, like, a scarlet red, dyeing the landscape of the city. And we see, like, uh, the uh, basically the torch is acting like fire uh, fireflies at night. It's basically like just lighting up the area and casting even like harsher crimson with the, the light. And we see them like throwing uh, like torch or two. We'll say like one or two torches have been thrown into a house breaking glass. And we see the fourth one, this fucked up guy, like uh, you see his, you know, his teeth are like halfway gone. His eyes are deranged as he goes to throw one in his balding head. We see him try to reel back, throw it in. Then we see a javelin, like, pierce his throat. And we look along, like, uh, you know, the actual spear itself to where it came from alongside it. And we see, like, the blurry, like, figure of Asmodai as he slowly walks up with a mirage or, like, a heat wave effect around him. Uh, so as you're uh, going along, we uh, see uh, posters that are actually kind of new to you. It seems like propaganda is being 
basically propagated through uh, the urban city. Basically, the red dogs, and we see like a, I would say like uh, the the symbol of the crimson fist that's slightly uh, twisted to be like bleeding, and like uh, let's say like uh, the top end of a dog on top of the fist. It seems like uh, you're there. People are trying to ruin your image. That's all right. I'll be your dog. Because it sure was a dog that killed Nickel. I just shout. And, uh, you're like, don't worry. You all are next. Mm, hell yeah. I love that. And as you're walking up and saying that, we see, like, Penny, like, uh, the woman. Uh, she has a sharp nose, like, a bun in her hair, but, like, uh, some matted, uh, hair on her, uh, bang sets, like, Right to her forehead from sweat from uh, the smoky torch that she holds in her hand. Uh, she's just wearing a leather garb and she tosses like a torch in as she, not fearfully, but cautiously, like uh, stays away from Asmodai, commanding more people to like just like focus their attention onto him. That's funny. I'm a killer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and I don't really care about her people. Um, yeah, that's fine. I will either go around them or through them because uh, fire elemental form. Mm. And I can literally just phase right through them and light them on fire as I go. Yep. And uh, we uh, see that as, oh, that's a badass image. You run forward and it's kind of like the Back to the Future thing where, like, there's a moment where you just disappear. Then, like... Like, I'd say, like, a foot after, like, a long step, we see, like, a burst of fire in Inferno as we see uh, the people begin to crumble. Their, uh, fa uh, like, faces turn char black, their hair uh, witzing out on them, like, fizzling, making them bald. Then we see, like, you coming towards Penny. What do you say to her? Ignant. <laughs> Well, what do you say in Ignan? Because I still, like, want to imagine something badass like that. Uh, well, I have something I'm going to say afterwards. It, it, that will actually be understood. Okay, so, great, Ed. Like, uh, what, what do you do to her specifically? Uh, I mean, I will... I will light her on fire and begin to batter her until she is a burning... Well, actually, no. I don't want to burn her body. I don't want her to, her corpse to be gone because I do want to see if I can search for anything, which will be hard when she gets lit on fire. Um, and I understand if I don't get any paperwork or anything off of her body. But then, after I dispatch with her, I'm just going to drop out of the fire elemental form and say, "This is what happens when you mess with." With with us, I avenge in fire. You light us on fire, you get fire in return. Let that be a warning to you and all who would mess with our people. We protect what is ours, and we will avenge and deal in kind to what we receive. And we see, like, you know, the wild ones, like, you know, like, falling back in fear, like, falling on their asses and, like, quickly, like, scuttling up to, like, a runaway. And we see, like, some of the Crimson Fists, like, uh, killing some of the leftover wild ones at this failed attempt, like, grabbing buckets of water, like, throwing it at the houses. And uh, we see, like, a crowd of people, like, slowly come out, scared, afraid. Then they all focus on Asmodai, and we see, I would say, the sinking sun behind him. 
making like a, a light radiate from his frame as he uh, gives that declaration. This will be a private session between uh, me and John as we discuss Leo's attempt at an escape. And we set the scene up with a close-up of a web strung about with a tarantula within the web, creating a message that most people ignore or just frankly don't observe, all except for Leo in the chair as he glances back once in a great blue moon to see what it says. It just says, when are you ready? Within the chair, we see Leo with uh, cuffs on, with a gag around his mouth, fur singed and burnt, inside of a cell with a boarded up uh, barred window. In front of him is uh, the bars to a cell with two crimson fists, both with weapon in hand, guarding their important suspect. Outside of the hallway, with uh, three cells lined up, we hear the reverberating footsteps of a familiar figure. As he comes in, we hear the door creak and moan. We hear his footsteps get closer and closer, and we see Solomon, a vein popping from his forehead and still flushed with anger at the mere sight of Leo. His cane is on the ground with uh, his gloved hands. Take a closer look at Leo, and he's missing his right arm. His arm is... What's the best uh, way to put it, uh, John? Cauterized? Is that a proper term? If uh, Or is that only used with fire? No, you can cauterize with, with other things, like okay. snow and like ice and yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. His... Uh, we see Leo's uh, missing arm on his shoulder, cauterized with stone. Solomon's looks to one of the guards, gives a firm nod, and we hear the cell open as it screeches. He goes up, has the other gu uh, guard unlock his uh, cuffs for a moment as he stands up from the chair, locks him back, and pushes him forward to fall Solomon. We see both Solomon's and Leo walking down the hallway into another room where we're in a wide empty room that's only that's only decorated with a few crates here and there there's another chair that you're sat down upon and we see solomon's undoes his uh, or takes off his gloves and he asks leo a simple question who are you working for leo just smiles gonna play this the hard way huh and he like basically curls up his fist till we see the white of his nails. He reels back and just punches you. First one dislocating your jaw. Who are you working for, laddie? Jaw, I imagine, clicks back into place through shape-shifting. Mm-hmm. What face do you take? I take his face. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the gag, basically, he's taken off the gag before this started, just to remind you. And he just shakes his head. Oh, uh, 
You really make me look at something beautiful inside of a twisted man's soul. And he grabs at your finger, and I actually need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Eight. As he grabs your pinky on your left hand, we see that it turns to stone. And he says, I'm sure you're quite familiar why they used to call me John Stonefist. Uh, John Stonefist Solomons. And he, your pinky turns to stone as he raises up his hand and smashes down. Your nerves are heightened as opposed to the stone uh, visage that you see, it doesn't kill off your nerves, it just heightens them. As the crushed finger reveals chunks of meat like you're getting blood from a stone as it falls apart, it is the most excruciating pain that you could experience from such a minor limb. He gives you a small uh, smirk as you have trouble hiding away the pain with his face. You know I'm such a charmer. And he goes in for another punch to your face, and he says, By damn it, Leo, we've been at this for nights. Tell me, who do you work for? I work for the people. <clears throat> Spits on the ground. The ones that you keep oppressed through your fear tactics. By hell, you work for the people. And he gives you another punch across the face, and again, dislocates your jaw. And he says, if you worked for the people, you wouldn't cause such a stir. There's other ways to help out the public. Not by killing those who maintain control and order. Tell me, what do you achieve by creating chaos in this town, in the city? And then he goes in for a punch in your solar plexus, making you spit up a little bit of phlegm. <coughs> What do I get? I get to give those who have no chance. I give them a chance. I let them be able to make their own statements rather than just be treated like dogs. Mm -hmm. And you see that his temper flaring up a little bit as his eye begins to twitch. Right? He's getting nowhere. We see like a few hours pass as you get more and more hurt. We see like a couple of your fingers on your good hand be turned into stone and smashed until you only have an index finger and a thumb. Your hand is quite fucked. The only reason why he left the index uh, finger and the thumb is for you to write with. Although it'd be harsh with uh, your bad hand, it'll be good enough to pass on what they plan to do. The interrogation finishes with a, uh, a sweaty Solomon as his hair is matted onto his forehead. He goes in with a final punch and, again, make me constitution saving throw. I got a four. What's the most useless organ in a person's body? Uh, I imagine appendix. Your appendix turns to stone. It is excruciating pain having a foreign object within your body and something that, even if you shift, you can't change basically fucks with your internal organs, spits on you, puts on your gag, and calls in the guards. Heavy breathing. <sighs> Take the little shit away. And he shakes his head, putting on his gloves again. Not before just hitting you with uh, his uh, cane across your shin. It doesn't break your shin, but leaves a nasty bruise. Same thing tomorrow morning. Don't worry, I won't be far away. And he actually has a small setup in this room that he's been sleeping in to stay close to you. And he's just muttering to himself as Gag goes back on you. 
You're cuffed, you go back into your cell, locked up with a change of guards, a fresh guard, and uh, you see that they just look at you with just a shake of the head as you're tied back into your chair. Keep in mind, you're tied into the chair with uh, cuffs around your hand and a gag in your mouth. We see that uh, the moonlight slightly breaks into the room from a single hole from a carpenter ants that's seeking to get something sweet in the room. Now, with the scars on your head, what kind of message do they convey? They convey the time is now to prepare the start the distraction. Mm -hmm. And we see that the spider web forms a basically like a symbol. I don't even think it's an actual message, uh, like a symbol for a affirmative as code for you and uh, uh, your team. And I'm I'm going to hazard say that... Wait, can I make one of my, my first... Uh, make one of your first checks? Yeah, I'll do the sleight of hand check for the kind of the description, this the thing. You have a mitten over your hand. But I, but I mean, like, it's not necessarily a sleight of hand. I, I'm more of interpreting as like a deceptive movements of the body. So that includes shaping my head, that kind of stuff. That That's fine. It's just, uh, if you don't mind, it won't influence anything too much. I'm just setting up the scene outside. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking at the time and factoring fit in seven checks. I got to start putting them in now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll start up uh, the challenge. Basically, this escape will work off of a, a skill challenge. So if I fail this, then they're kind. the guards are kind of a little bit more wary, is how I imagine it. Or if I succeed, they don't know anything. They, If you succeed, they won't know anything. If you fail, more than likely, you're probably going to either have a penalty as a modifier or more than likely a disadvantage, depending on how bad or gauging on how badly you fail. Uh, so this is how we're going to do it. So this is going to be the, uh, the first of that you need to get out of failures. You can uh, start off. Uh, keep in mind before we uh, start up, when you if you're trying to uh, convince or like uh, persuade like uh, enemy forces such as uh, uh, Crimson Fist, you will more than likely uh, not fail, but it will be at a disadvantage just because you're a person of interest. Yeah, but that's also in, in if they recognize me. Yeah, yeah, if they recognize you. Now uh, go right ahead. What are you planning? Uh, so the first is just. To convey my message without being seen, I wanted to do a slide ahead. All right, uh, go right ahead. I will put it. So, oh, how are you gonna do it so I can gauge the DC? Um, so it's kind of his his back is, I guess, I'm guessing towards the window, kind of, mostly. Yep. And so it's kind of like a in the back of his neck is where it's kind of done while he's looking at the guards. So it's, so it's behind him, but yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, just to uh, specify what you uh, have, uh, just so I'm clear, you, you have a mitten hand with a basically like a cuff connected to uh, the wood in your hand. Just just to clarify, because that's going to bother me since I mentioned that you're missing a fucking arm. Um, okay, like, uh, how, how does the sleight of hand work and what are you hoping to achieve from this? That you're trying to look behind or? That the message, no, no one notices me acting a little suspicious while I position myself to deliver the message. Okay, so you're okay. You're you're shifting your body to uh, deliver message by scar. Um, I will give you. I'll probably give you a, a 
Say if just because uh, like there's nothing else ha happening. I gotta, I gotta. Mm -hmm. So you're uh, okay. You're wriggling about, and uh, we hear the chain shift and uh, jingle. Now, let's uh, focus outside for a moment. What was the message? To start the description. Yeah. The time is now. Yes. Okay. So we see the scars form on uh, your the side of your head. And we see that the spider gives you a affirmative action, a symbol to represent, like, uh, the acknowledgement. Outside, we see them holding, I'm gonna say about, like, uh, maybe 15 wild ones uh, going about as they uh, break into uh, one of the houses that aren't protected by the patrol at the moment. They go in, we hear like a man and woman scream as a or fire begins to blaze on the inside. And we see that uh, that yell is enough to bring like a patrol or two towards the location. And we see swords drawn and blood splash onto the black water as crimson begins to dilute. And at this moment, we uh, hear, even from your cell, like a few people yelling for a backup and uh, to like a, a signal emergency. Although the two guards at your cell were given specific orders to stay by you. But you can see that that uh, uh, one of the guards flicks his attention towards exit while the other one who heard you jingle, followed by this uh, event, is now fairly suspicious, but he can't put his finger on it. What the hell just happened? Um, with that, I'm going to change my face to be Ooh. something small, like a dwarf face. No, you could probably use uh, Cobalt's face since it's fairly small and you know it. Yeah, Cobalt's face, though. Sounds fitting. It really isn't a failure for that since it's an automatic thing that happens. So... I'm trying to think if I should make it into uh, uh, a role somehow. Not for a chance of failure, but... Uh, you could do a performance, because I give him a cheeky wink. You know what? I like that, that he'd be startled by that uh, turn of events. We'll see how shocked he is by uh, you, uh, like, shifting face. Well, I got... So... We see uh, Leo's face shift to uh, Cobalt's as we see like uh, the gag around his mouth uh, fall. And we'll say that you have like an extra couple seconds to do what you need to do next before they can react as a lot of things are happening right now. We have distraction outside that takes attention of the other guard and we have this guy who's slowly pieced together what's about to happen with how you shifted your head. This is the first time that you've done a smaller creature's head to escape your binding. So we see him hold still statue in the slow motion, we see his head turn to warn the other guard. What do you do? I look towards the, the hole in the, the wood made by the carpenter rat. Gives a glimpse outside, and I say, goodbye. And poof, right out the window, using misty stuff. All right, and uh, tell me the visual of this. So I give my cheeky wink, and I'm just like, goodbye, as I look out the window, and then it's just... It's kind of like my body turns to sand as it just like, as a, like a sand or like a mist, as it just like puddles on the floor as my bindings and stuff just drop to the ground as I'm gone. 
I like that. I like that a lot. Then we hear the words escape him as he uh, yells, the prisoner, the prisoner's escaped. And we hear like escaped, like echo, as we see in the other room as like Solomon's getting up to uh, like take care of uh, the recent emergency. He hears that and we see his eyes begin to fidget with rage as he bursts out through the door and yells for any nearby crimson fists. Hi, we got a prisoner on the loose! And as he uh, yells that, I'm going to say that a few patrols are uh, going around and they... I'm not going to say their full attention is on you. I'm going to still say that it's split between uh, the recent ruckus and uh, like a few patrol that will... Uh, uh, cross by you soon. Yeah, I think like us, uh, uh, the next thing that you do will uh, more than likely uh, uh, get your discovery because again, you're missing an arm and you have a mitten. But I will say the shackle, since it was uh, attached to the chair, you were able to slip out from since that's the usual thing that uh, Jeremy uh, says with a misty step. And I'm gonna say like through the reflection of the carpenter ant, we see like a, uh, a fisheye view of everything tinted in green. And then we see like a, uh, we, we travel distance through uh, the alleyways, through the waters. And we see a woman on top of the, one of the rooftops with one of her eyes closed as she smiles and says, there we go. And we recognize this elf as Yvette, as your scout, your thief, your rogue, helping you escape. What do you do next? Uh, I'm going to try to sneakily shape, uh, shift into a different form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to kind of hide myself. What kind of check should we do with this one? Um... I was imagining a, a stealth check. Well, no, because I, I, this this one is more of I'm trying to hide while I do it so no one sees me change. Okay, that, that's fine. That's fine. So uh, do, do a stealth check uh, quickly and uh, see what we get. Uh, hang on. Don't tell me the number. Um, I'm gonna say, because no one's gonna see you shift, I'm gonna put it as a, because they're at alert. I get it. So we, uh, what what do you look like? Um, I chose a kind of smaller form to kind of make it easier to, to dip in and out, but I look like a, a kind of a working class, I'll say dwarf. That's just kind of like, Kind of like a gruff, but like looks like he's worked the mines, has some burns and scars, but like in a way that a looks like he got it from the mines. Mm-hmm. And just to keep in mind, uh, you still have a mitten on, and uh, you're missing arm still, because I'm fairly certain uh, a changeling can't uh, take the appearance of missing limbs, can he? So fingers is more questionable for the story value. I'll say that no, but I think actually he could regrow fingers. He definitely cannot regrow limbs. Okay, so we'll say that's a main identifier. But that's why that's why he kind of chose this form was to make it look like potentially it could be a working accident type of thing that happened. We see that uh, the man, uh, okay, that you turn into a dwarf that's missing an arm, and uh, you uh, have a uh, cuffed hand. So as uh, we see a squad of uh, crimson fists on the lookout for uh, you. I'm gonna set this a little higher just because although you have a missing arm they're trying to look for a shapeshifter so even if they don't immediately or immediately identify you this is to avoid getting an immediate question from this group alone 
So I'm gonna say, what would be a good way of just, uh, I'd say like the hand you could easily put into a pocket, but uh, the arm is, well, yeah. I'm gonna say the hand. The hand's gonna be the main deal here. Uh, the, uh, the mitten hand. So, what kind of check should we do for this? Um, I'm feeling a, a, a DC of, let's say, seems fair. And it should be over the ability of, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say deception. That seems like a, a, a good one. I'm gonna say deception, but I want you to use uh, dexterity since it, it's not using your charm. You're, you're basically trying to hide your hand without uh, using sleight of hand. We uh, see that the first squad uh, looks at you. What are you doing as dwarf? I'm like kind of looking like kind of surprised. Like what's going on? Like what's all this commotion? I'm just like acting like I just got off my shift and heading home type of like, oh, like what are you guys doing? Like what's happening here? I'm trying to sleep. I'm probably going to say like uh, well, one of the men splinter off as the rest of the squad goes as he's told to escort you home as you know, there is not only a, uh, a, a fight in the territory happening, but dangerous villain has just been released. So he uh, goes up to you and asks you, uh, old man, what's your name? My name is Gruff Shortboard. Did you just say Gruff Shortboard? Shortboard, I'll have Shortboard. you know. <laughs> there you go, so what a peculiar name. Uh, where do you live? I live up the street a ways, but what's with all this commotion? Mm-hmm. And he uh, uh, tells you, no, oh, we got... In fact, no, it's none of your business, but here. And he puts his arm around you, then visibly gets a shiver when he feels your empty, like, missing arm. He's like, let, let me help you home. We need to get you safe. And he uh, pats you on the back. And we actually see the poster of uh, the orc lady that was uh, killed uh, during the start of this week. And there is a bleeding fist. It looks like propaganda against Crimson Fist over uh, killing one of the commoners. And he goes, don't worry, I have you. And uh, he starts uh, bringing you along. What is your next move as you guys are walking together? What do you take me for? Some weak peasant that needs your protection? And uh, he looks you up and down. I assume you're in rags still, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes... Yes, sir. I, I I believe that you you need my protection. Just by a single glance of your like missing arm and your fucking like horrible wardrobe, and uh, I think he grabs your uh, good like arm, not your hand, your good arm, and starts like leading you forward to get you off the streets as fast as possible. I imagine he's leading me into a, like a more residential area. Well, first he's gonna try to take you around the corner to lead you to a residential area. Okay, I'll go with them for now. Alright, you uh, go uh, with them around the corner and you hear the destruction of a door as it shatters and splinters. And you uh, see from the corner of your eye an angry Solomon. Uh, let's see, how exactly do I want to do this? Because it's still like a skill challenge, uh, just keep in mind that you've used... Uh, uh, stealth performance, deception, sleight of hand. Uh, just so I know, because um, I'm, I'm guessing I got a, a long rest while I was a captive, so I have my spell slots back. Right? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we can like uh, put it towards Arcana if you ever want to use a spell slot. But uh, okay, just making sure. Yep, yeah, and 
uh, as you uh, see him from the corner of your eye, if you even look at him, you would see burning eyes of hatred and bloodlust radiating from him. And it's not too hard to uh, guess, since he recently dealt with you. He knows of your missing arm and how you were dressed when you escaped. You're fairly sure that he knows, and he's about to say something. And I can see the the more public area, correct? More public area? Uh, it's hard to say, but you could probably see like a glimpse of it from like a, a, like a shifting alleys, you know what I mean? But it's a fair distance. I believe it's time for another Misty Step. <laughs> misty Step? Alright, uh, let's see, how should we do this? Because uh, you'll uh, Misty Step forward, and I I'm thinking just uh, make me an Arcana roll. And uh, we'll see if uh, any of uh, the nearby uh, fucking Crimson Fists are near you during that uh, uh, teleportation. Uh, give me, I'm gonna say, just uh, the. Uh, I gotta. Describe how that looks. It's like I, I see him burst through the door, and kind of even before he really registers it's happening, I just, again, with a cheeky wink. Like turn into like a pile of steam as I poof and away. <laughs> so uh, you poof away, and we see the trail as it uh, goes deeper in the alleyway, and you hear uh, Solomon's voice reverberate throughout the alleyways. We got him, boys! And you see like uh, the uh, guy who's with you, his head snaps towards you. He starts running towards you. You see Solomon charging against you, and you see like a few like squads from uh, different alleyways starting to uh, run against you. It seems like if you uh, don't move fast, that you possibly be encircled. Alright, and um, am I in the public place yet? Um, I'm gonna say probably uh, a good dash, and you could make it. Alright, I can. If you want, you can make like an athletics check just to uh, uh, make a mad dash, a mad lad's dash. Or could I do like a kind of dodging dash and do an acrobatics? Sure. I like that. I like that. So it's just uh, like we see like a, uh, your, a lot of your exits are cut off. We see like uh, the alleyways starting to uh, like populate with a crimson fist as like a crowd start to get in your way. Imagine doing some like wall running and backflips. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's the same thing I was thinking about, is that like, uh, well, make your athletics check first, and I'll say it's probably gonna be good, like, uh, uh let's say just because, uh, there's a lot of people coming around and making mad lad's dash. Holy fuck! You're, you're making a mad lad's dash towards, uh, the public as, uh, you see that the Crimson Fist are falling close behind you. Uh, what do you want to, uh, finish off with? When I get to the public, I'm going to shift right before I get there. So I'm again Leo. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start to incite them by saying, like, people, you no longer have to fear the nobles and these and their dogs. As I like kind of spit in the direction of the people chasing me. Mm -hmm. like, they rule you by fear while acting like your friends. But no longer do you have to live under their boot. If we rise up together, we can take them. And I imagine as I'm saying this, because I've transformed again, water begins to pool out for around mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, we see like uh, uh, puddles start to uh, form through the cobblestone street, like uh, uh, the same way you would uh, make a well with uh, like a deposit of water in the ground. Like uh, it starts to rise towards the surface and it slowly starts to uh, rise and, you know, go to uh, the heels of uh, uh, most of the public as they uh, stop what they're doing. You see, like, some of them, like, scraping by for food. A few, like, uh, having the drinks, all of them turning their heads towards you, listening to your words. So now is our time to rise up. And um, I got a persuasion. You see, like, a few of them, like, nod and say, yeah, yeah. And I think from uh, that moment, uh, we see, like, a few of them, like, grabbing arms. And, like, uh, these are people outside of uh, Crimson Fist territory as well. Uh, whether it be by uh, the Wild Ones territory or uh, uh, any of the opposing gangs, they felt like the crush of uh, just gang activity. Whether it be the Crimson Fist or anyone else, they are sick of this. They all grab uh, whatever is close to them and uh, start forming like a uh, mob, like throwing bricks at windows and shit. Congratulations, you created a little bit of chaos. Is there like a god of chaos? Because even if Leo doesn't worship him, I feel like that god will be like bestowing gifts at some point. <laughs> there is a god of chaos. Or just like hire Leo, like, hey, you can be my, uh... The agent of chaos. <laughs> But uh, is, uh, is there anything else you would uh, like to do? I think in the chaos, Leo dips into an alley. Mm -hmm. And let me roll percentile really quick. Mm. All right. Because of the way I have this uh, set up, I gave you an opportunity to escape. But at the very end, it relies on a single roll of the dice to see if everything went complete. As you go into the alleyway, we see the camera, like, uh, having a side profile of you going into the alleyway, followed by a quick slam as we uh, hear flicker over to Solomon, who's hot on your fucking heels. And we see the Leonin on the ground with, um, I would say, probably a, a crimson fist holding his head to the ground as we look at the crowded uh, uh, alleyway. And as that happens, we hear like more of the Crimson Fist yell, and we actually see Solomon uncharacteristically running. And he goes around the corner and basically fucking goes to the ground and drags something. Uh, on closer inspection, Asmodai, you take a look, and it looked like someone attempted and failed the escape. We see Leo on the ground, grabbing him by the neck as he drags him along towards you, Asmodai. And we see him give a couple orders as he throws the corpse on the, like, uh, not the corpse, but the uh, body on the ground. We see fear in his eyes, puts light pressure on his neck. We see him say, go to all the blacksmiths. 
And he, uh, like, gives, like, gold to a couple of them and says, I want as many molten liquids as you can get. We're going to make him a fucking statue. Yeah, like I said, let's let's hold off on that. I say tomorrow, I, I told you, boss, we need to do this sooner rather than later, tomorrow. And he says to you, you're right. We can't let him stay. He's going to try to escape. Here he tried once. It's not going to happen again. And he looks around, waves his hand to the crowd that you have before you. You have everyone in your territory and nearby territories laying witness to you. As we see, like, the bubbling of metal and iron, like, inside of pots as it gets warmed up. And he says, they're waiting for you. Say what you need to say. Oh, okay, we're doing this now. I was hoping we could do it a little bit differently, but all right. <sighs> Are you sure we can't do this tomorrow? Actually set up a on a stage, all that stuff, because I had something a little bit better planned than this. And he just groans at you. Fate waits for no one. For God's sake, stand on a box. I'll, I'll say to one of the guards, do me a favor, there's a stack of papers in, in my room. Go grab them. Tell the men to start distributing them. If you want, like, while, well, like, the molten iron is, like, fucking melting, you can, like, uh, say... Build, like, a shitty stage out of pallets and stuff. Yeah, the other thing was to get, like, this not be the middle of the night and to get a whole, like, to get the whole, as much of the city to come. Not just people who are really scared in our own territory. It kind of defeats the purpose. Again, buddy, like, if you want, you got, like, a good, like, fucking... Like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you can start spreading the word. We can say, like, more people start to gather. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, like, we... Uh, I kind of want to imagine the visual as, like, we see, like, a, a few people running down the streets. We see even kids, like, whispering into each other's ear. And, like, we keep seeing, like, the camera move left to right as it keeps blacking out. And we see a new scene from old women to children to, like, adults as, like, uh, the uh, the red begins to turn into, like, a nice blue and purple. And we see, like, uh, the soul gutter frogs croak as we see white luminescent insects inside of the gullet as they rib it. We see, like, uh, the melting pots, or not melting pots, uh, melting iron and metals of various, like, uh, metals. As uh, we see Leo struggle on the ground, uh, his like miss uh, basically missing arm like one um one person holding a foot over his hand like the other person like gagging his mouth and putting pressure on his mouth only leaving his nose to breathe we see fucking solomon just standing just holding his boot over the neck you know leo now would be a good time to actually show everybody what you are if you actually you know want to go out that way if you want to go out in this facsimile of what you actually look like be my guest mm -hmm. good answer <laughs> all right so i will look at all the people uh i will look at all the people that are gathering and go See, this is what our city has been reduced to in the last couple of days. No one gets a good night's sleep. 
I don't even get my morning coffee before we have to deal with rabble. And uh, that is meant as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no one laughs. <laughs> I just chuckled myself. <laughs> the reason I want everyone to gather here in the early hours of the morning, and hopefully all of you will hear of this, See, we recently came into our possession of this man. And I'll instruct the guard to sort of lift his head up to the crowd. And say, this man goes by the name Leo Longpaw. You might have heard the name whispered by the guards in the last couple of days. This is the man who is responsible for orchestrating and carrying out the bombing attack that killed so many in the Jade Hills and caused so many more to die from the power vacuum that was created. You hear them start to mutter and say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. See, the guards didn't find this man. The wild ones didn't find him. No one in the Grim Song, the Sisters of Revolutionaries, the nobles that are left, we did. We found him and we are going to be the one that brings him to justice. See, if we were politicians, we'd be selling him to some foreign country for them to get their sort of vengeance or we would be using him as a bargaining chip like all the governments do playing politics. We don't do that. Because we are like you, we are a people of this city, and we were hurt by this man and his actions. All of you that are suffering, that are dealing with the gang warfare, that are dealing with absolute chaos right now, it was this man who caused it. But he did not work alone. I have here, and I'll hold up a copy of the papers, written in his own hand, a confession that he did not work alone. He worked with the Wild Ones to orchestrate this. They provided him with the bombs as well as the Jade Hand. There's a reason the Jade Hand are the ones that have moved in on the ruins of the estate because they want the remnants of all the powerful artifacts that were left there. This is a confession signed and written by the orchestrator of this attack to show his penance and to show that he wants the truth to be known for you all to be liberated of your illusions that the wild ones in the giant hand are doing anything but power grabbing for themselves. See, you the people can refuse to lay by as the wild ones in the jade hand especially the wild ones keep you in fear they're the reason you're here in the first place and there are many more of you than them they cannot continue to abuse you without your consent and if you need further evidence here and i will pull out the hit list is evidence that they were pulling our own citizens to sacrifice them to some demonic beast in the unseen public. 
grabbing people. I witnessed with my own eye. They were sacrificing, torturing, and experimenting. These are not people that you want running this city. These are not even people you want running your local ward. They are despicable human beings. And we, as the Crimson Fists, are the ones who work for you, the people. And we will demonstrate that now. We are the avenging fire that brings to you justice. I, Asmodai, will continue to be the crimson avenger of you, the people, and bring to you the justice that you all so richly deserve that no one else can give you but us. We are going to bring this man to justice. Not the Grimsong, not the Sisterhood, not the Wild Ones, not the Jade Hand, not the Guards, and not the Nobles, but us, because we actually get things done. Mm -hmm. All right. And, like, I assume, like, he'd be on his knees now, like, fucking, uh, basically a piece of wood shoved into his mouth. It's wrapped around so he can't do anything. And mitt. And we see, like, the bubbling pot as it comes close. And we see Solomon. An axe. Shouldn't be hard. Someone should have an axe. Grab a box. Mm -hmm. And go, we'll do this all in one motion. Okay. I whisper quietly to them. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to behead them. Behead Leo. Fuck yeah. As they, as they start to pour the molten Hell gold. yes. So he will be the headless statue oh my god yes and then i will take and then i will take his head and dip it in the gold <laughs> oh, yes after i mount okay. it on a spike yeah that is fucking awesome so i'm sorry john i'm getting a little too excited over this we see him on his knees looking down and we see two pots of gold one made of or like two pots one with gold and one with silver and we see, like, Asmodai go to the left frame of our, like, visual. And we see Leo at dead center, Solomon on the right, cross-armed. And we see one, I would say Victor, the man who was, uh, like, took you on the boat ride. And, um... Oh, he survived. <laughs> he... He's still living. Victor, who is guard, uh, like an outside guard of the state, and the person who like assisted you with the Dicephalosaurus on uh, the pirate ride, uh, like holding like the pot of uh, silver, and we just have a couple moments of silence. Then we hear a heartbeat. Then we hear it go faster. Then we see Asmodai raise the axe and the heartbeat stops the moment he brings it down. As he brings it down, we see like this, uh, the iron go over the like wound of both the head over like uh, the stump of uh, the neck over the axe. It sizzles onto the wood of uh, the handle and we see like the. Uh, the, the silver like drip down into the head itself as like uh, like it also gets poured with gold. We see 
it slowly go down and we hear like uh kind of like an ice crinkle as like the silver begins to harden right away but it keeps pouring down sizzling and eventually we black out and we see the statue of leo as he's bound headless with his golden head within a basket well with his golden head on a spike right in front of him by the way as a note since how you do changelings since he was still in his leonid form and we did this so quickly it probably didn't it 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 did not have a chance to revert back so no one's ever gonna see his actual face yeah the faceless terrorist Okay, let's uh, stop taking everything away. Just uh, let's, let's expedite the process. Tell me like a footnote of everything you do. Let's get everyone together. And... Uh, let's see. Do expeditions to get magic items. Uh, set up some preliminary talks with the Grimsong and the Sisterhood, as well as the King's Gambit, but that's going to come in that on its own. Uh, make my armor, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said before, it, it was just a lot of trouble to get the finishing touches on it, but you managed to get the armor done. Uh, you mind telling everyone what kind of armor you got? I mean, it's plate armor made out of the shimmering gold, but it's a painted bla uh, black, and, uh, black and red, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or more of a darker gray and red. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. You got this nice full, or like this nice uh, plate armor. And we just see flashes throughout the week. I believe, like, uh, sometime through the week, we see you, uh, Raymond, who is uh, one of uh, the uh, capos, and uh, we see uh, Yorick, uh, the final capo, as you and a couple of uh, the Crimson Fists, which include uh, Victor as one of the recognizable uh, 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 lackeys, and uh, a few other people, as we have sticks onto an... Uh, a, like, uh, we have, like, I would say, sticks with a red band, and uh, we see them all in the ground. And uh, we see, like, a basically a makeshift eulogy for the losses of uh, the Crimson Fist and everyone who's lost on that night. Now, uh, uh, so uh, just to uh, bring it up, like, uh, I want to say... Uh, everyone ha has, like, a heartfelt moment. We see, like, Solomon, like, clenching his fist, and uh, we wipe away. Um, Iceman, you wanted to do an expedition within the palace? Just, we'll, we'll say one of them died, and it's not, nothing too crucial, and a lot of them came out, and you got some intel. Uh, apparently, not only are there, like, demons that we were, that were common to see during, like, uh, the Mist Nights in uh, Drogue Port, but one of them said that they swear to God they've seen like one of the statue's eyes move inside of the palace. Other than that, like uh, they did a full retreat as uh, uh, basically like a swarm of books came out and uh, basically summoned a, a few like ethereal uh, specters, and it basically scared the ever living shit out of them. Um, with uh, what they uh, got for intel, uh, if you want, you can uh, set up another force another day uh, utilizing that, maybe trying to uh, figure out, okay, like, uh, how can we uh, efficiently uh, deal with the demons? Like, uh, there are special items we can get, like materials to give you guys the advantage. You know that uh, there's something ethereal in there, and there's a possibility that uh, 
statues may be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not sending another expedition then. Okay. So, uh, as you uh, guys uh, go along throughout the week, we see a lot of flashes, including one of which is like a, like a stitched mouth hunchback uh, figure with a purple lantern shoving corpses into um, the black egg to uh, the dragon known as Grimmer as he uh, keeps feasting on these uh, creatures or people. Do I notice any effects of that speech and of the execution as well as maybe upping our recruitment numbers as well as any unrest within the wild ones? Yep, uh, here's what I'll give you. Uh, the first one is uh, the flooded areas and uh, the blighted slums uh, don't seem to uh, rise at all. In fact, I think they uh, go down a little bit uh, from this. But it, it seems like a contested battle like uh, of uh, uh, the wills of the city, in a sense. And uh, we also see... Um, uh, 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 make me a... Uh, fuck it. Uh, roll me another 1d10. We'll say over a week's time we can gradually have recruits. Eight. You have uh, eight new recruits. Uh, please uh, put that in mind. Uh, how many dice say you had, like, between 20 and 25? Yeah, which seems really, really, really low. <laughs> Again, a, a, a fair amount of your people died during this day. I know you had, like, a section of the best uh, or the best room, but there's going to be, like, attacks of gang warfare throughout the city, and you can gradually uh, build it up. So we'll say about uh, 30, like, uh, some odd people. Uh, join or part of your gang, not including the Capos and uh, Solomon and you. Moving on, uh, we uh, get to uh, uh, the end of uh, the week, and we just see like uh, a blue jay talking to a bear and a gnome as the bear is guiding them throughout the city, and uh, he doesn't know exactly where to go, but he knows the general area. Um, eventually we, uh, do see, like, a, uh, man taking, like, a, a few, like, chugs of, uh, beer as he talks to, like, a few, uh, a few stragglers with, uh, crimson fists, basically giving them a couple orders and going away. The man's grizzled, white hair, ponytail, going down with a, uh, uh, armor, reminiscent of, uh, the magical inquisition, but covered over with, uh, uh, black to uh, go over the white instead of a sun we see like a, a crimson fist proudly like uh, declared onto his armor and his eyes widen as he uh, sees uh, like uh, me uh, but how do you look right now are you still cloaked uh, traveling throughout the city or are you let's say as this is the, the first time he's really been allowed to, to walk around in broad daylight He's kind of happily strolling about. As you're uh, walking about, we uh, see the man look up. And we see a bright smile on his face as he says, Me, you son of a bitch, get over here. You're a good friend. And he stands up, uh, holds up his, uh, like, you know, hand and arm for, like, a Spartan handshake. You're, meet my new friends. There's a little one and Bert. <laughs> he uh, gives you a confused look and goes, you have friends? And he looks over and goes, uh, uh, hello, and um, looks at the bird and says, uh, hello? Uh, are you wearing the crown right now, P1? Oh yeah, he's definitely wearing that crown. <laughs> he gives you a deathly stare. 
and he looks back at me and like you know like it's that fake like fake you know plastic smile and face as he you know like closes in between me and you know the ear of me and he says me do you mind explaining why a king from the king's gambit is in front of me he leans in like as if he's gonna whisper he's my new friend he he drank my beer and he didn't run when he saw me usually people run when they drink your beer he just nods happily and he just shakes his head slightly oh don't worry Ordner likes him too where's david and he like uh goes over like screeches a chair and like sits down we see like uh basically to describe like the area a bit we have like a few uh um uh, you guys mind help me out? What the hell's the name of uh, those like fabric things over stores? You know that go out and protect against rain and shit. Um, tarps? You no, know, not just a tarp. There's a better name for it. It's like rain. Yeah, but essentially yes. Like uh, poorly put up tarps since it's a slum. You see, uh, par- uh, poorly put up uh, like tarps uh, providing a bit of shade to this uh, wooden like round table. He uh, sits down and uh, the chair squeaks a bit. We see like uh, the motions of people as we see a few posters like torn down of uh, the, what was it? The red dogs. And uh, and it's not by uh, recruits actually, it's by uh, the community. Like uh, some of the people that witness that execution are like feel obligated to tear down these like these just fucked up posters. Um, they be, uh, begin to tear them down and uh, we see like as they're tearing it down screen turns black as it covers the screen and uh we see yorick uh motioning to the like other seats for you guys to sit down do you guys sit i imagine if me sits next to the table not in a chair just so he can be at the same height as everyone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah at least as as p1 is taking a seat it's like well i will say this is definitely better treatment than i've got the past few days let me tell you <laughs> Oh, is that uh, the case? Uh, why does the king grace his presence with a lonely commoner such as myself? Oh, don't get your panties in a twist. I'm newly crowned. Oh, I the looks that. on their faces. Um, he just like, uh, <laughs> he just uh, points around. Uh, like uh, you said, the look on like uh, every, like everyone in your gang's face from being crowned, or do you just mean in general? Just a, no, just like everyone in the gang. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and he gives a little chuckle and he says, yes, it's uh, not too often we see a beast. Or he looks at you. A creature? A non-human is the best word. A non-human with uh, the king's gambit. Oh, trust me, they that's very clear, but, you know, there was just something about it where I just felt, no. <laughs> and he just well, gives you a slight chuckle and says... Usually they won't even entertain a game with uh, one of the uh, with a beast or a non-human. So let me ask you: Did you leave a trail of corpses? Usually, like uh, with that gang, there's a bit of cooldown time between each ga- uh, game, and as you climb up, uh, usually someone has to die. Oh no! In my case, I let them live, or rather, I force them to live. So quite frank. Quite frankly, it's a bit of a waste to just let them all die like that, don't you think? He nods and he says, uh, humans can be stubborn. And he looks at the gnome. What's your name, gnome? Uh, uh, my, my name's Orudan. Orudan. Uh, just before I forget, I'm gonna, like, ship this a little bit back to you. Uh, he'll say the same thing to, uh, uh you, Mega. Uh, what's your name? 
a bird. So, well, you may address me as P1, and I suppose King of Black, but, you know, titles. Titles and all that. All right, let's uh, cut back to Orden. Uh, he says, uh, why am I looking at you? I can understand me. I can understand... And he looks at P1, the bird. What about you? Oh, um, I, I, I came, I came here for the auction, but um, I'm, I'm sure you know it went boom. I'm fully aware. The state and the auction went boom, and we can kind of see like I want to see. Imagine this is all side profile of the table, everyone involved, and we see like the blurry like bl black ground begin to focus, and we see like on top the highest hill, like a, a blue palace that's ethereal, ever changing, and clockwork in design. We hear like an audible tick. I am well aware of what happened at the auction. Trust me. Was it to you? Uh, well, what do you mean? Was it to me? What about it? Well, I, I'm I'm a collector. You see, uh, they had a uh, um. I was looking for uh, something very special that I, I, I heard they had. They had a lot of special things. Are you looking for anything in particular? Because if you want to go in there, <laughs> he begins to chuckle. Tough luck seen Asmodai and like a few of the night night watch go in there and come out empty-handed oh it, it, it's nothing too special it's just something i really like just gives you a weird like a little uh, gaze and he uh, uh says what are you looking for in particular leaning in forward oh um it's uh two it's uh um just like a small little doohickey nothing special just um it's a collector's item small little doohickey he shrugs his uh, shoulder i'm really deception because i don't want to say what i'm actually looking for yeah that's fine great ed i'll do insight against you tell me what you get oh, 13 yeah he buys it yeah he just looks at you and goes yeah small little doohickey and uh just like you know bounces his head to each shoulder as he thinks about it uh after a little period of time he, uh, we see, like, a few drinks as you guys, like, uh, pass the time a little bit, and eventually, like, uh, he, like, slams it on the table, uh, like a mug on the table. He slams it down, and he says, let's cut to the chase. What do you boys want? I just wanted to see my old buddy. <laughs> and he gives you a pat on the back. It's good to see you, too, me. So, well, this one, as he just, like, points a taloned finger over to me, like, uh, told me he would be my guide, as I would much like to meet with the Crimson Hand sometime today. Yeah, he looks at you and goes, hmm. uh, uh, Yeah, no, he, uh, he just, like, uh, I imagine his reaction is that, like, uh, he just, like, uh, as he's taking another drink, like, his mug slams a little bit louder when you say hand. He, uh, says, The Crimson Fist. And I'd appreciate if you kept the title to Fist, not a damn hand. Oh, sorry, sorry. New in town. I did try my best to get. In I did try my best to research before I came here, but you know, quite a stir in the city, you know. Tell me, Yorick, is is uh Solomon still there? He just gives you like a glance and just like you know, the annoyed parent kind of you know like shake of the head, and he goes, "Yes, me." Solomon's still around, he's still kicking, and he's still strong as hell. And against the guzzle a little bit. What business do you have with the boss? If you have any business, then go through me. I just think Solomon might want to meet my new friend. 
So, well, I may be new to the city, but I figured, well, why not have a partnership with uh, possibly the most influential gang in the whole city? He just gives you a little bit of a snicker and says, You're definitely influential, but not the most. And he puts down the drink, stands up, and says, He uh, says to you, P1, and says, But since you are a gang leader, he grunts, scratches his like uh, a cheek a bit, and uh, tells you, Does the White King know? So, you know, the daughter's thing, he didn't show up for my match. Or at least he didn't announce himself. Well, that's still half the gang, at least. And he considers it for a moment and says, you wait here, I'll get confirmation. And stands up and uh, goes on the merry way, leaving you guys at the table. Uh, I'd say like a good like hour, like uh, goes by or so, good hour, maybe like hour and a half. As you guys are waiting, uh, are you guys, uh, like, give me a little bit of small talk. What the hell are you guys even talking about, like, during that time? Just give me one topic. I'm looking for things. Like? Tools. Mm -hmm. That I could perhaps ask to borrow. <laughs> so, like, a random shit, or are you asking for an actual toolkit, or, like, a, like, some kind of kit? Like, jeweler's tools, smith's tools, tinker's tools. Like, uh, going around, you could, uh, easily, like, uh, see it, like, uh, going for an inflated price in, like, uh, some of, uh, the shops around. If you really had the gold, it'd cost about 40 to 50 gold just for, uh, one of those kits. Oh, no, I mean, in the room that we're in. Oh, in the room that you're in, you ain't gonna find shit like that, but you could find, like, a, say, a random knife or maybe, like, a broken spyglass, uh, around the corner. Um... Uh, P1, me, what are you guys doing during the meantime? Uh, I imagine, depending on what the conversation is, me might want to show off by talking about all the things he likes to eat and burn. Has P1 react to this, Orden? So what you're telling me is that you had an abort this big? As he just, like, gestures uh, his arms out to meet the appropriate size. <laughs> yeah. But I learned you probably should wait till it to stop burning before you eat it. <laughs> well, yes, they do tend to... What's the word I'm looking for? Squirm when they're still alive, yes. That's when they're juiciest. You want to eat me? Me? Hmm. Or Nora has been talking about how tasty you look. And I said no. Okay, good. And I'm going to go hide behind P1 just a little bit. <laughs> It uh, doesn't uh, take too, like, uh, after that, like, uh, you see Yorick uh, come back and uh, give you guys, like, a nod, then, like, basically, you know, like, tilts his head to the side, motioning for you guys to follow along. Um, as you guys uh, go down the alleys, which has, like, uh, lines of uh, clothes and, um, yeah, lines of clothes uh, cover, or, you know, basically clothes lines and uh, various shirts covering, like, uh, each and every way, climbing up the walls like a web. We eventually uh, get to uh, one of, uh, not not a safe house, but like an empty house. Definitely not the headquarters or anything special. And we can actually hear a few voices uh, talking as you guys approach. Uh, the first one would be recognizable as a Solomon and probably followed by like uh, the small reverb of uh, uh, Asmodai's voice. Then finally uh, followed by a voice that we haven't heard in a very long time. Uh, none of uh, none of everyone anyone present besides uh, 
Asmodei would be able to recognize. The Skillet, the member of the Black Eyes, as uh, we uh, hear him uh, basically asking something, then Solomon, is, we catch the end of the conversation, as uh, he says, I haven't the manpower to spare, not to mention we can't go on good authority, uh, authority stepping on our fragile relationship. Look, I understand, you're a good man. You're now part of the Black Eyes and I still, and he bites his lip a bit, I still respect your character. You're a good man, Skillet. Leave me with that impression of you. Good day. And you see him just uh, grasping at straws, looking at uh, Asmodei saying, Asmodei, please say something. It's my sister. What? She's going to be executed. Eh, I'm, we can do the best we can. I might be able to get a word in with... Uh, you said she's... Who's she being executed by again? The head himself. But basically, uh, it, he basically uh, goes on saying, uh, Sumi, the, the boss of the Black Eyes. He thinks that my uh, sister Pan like kidnapped her damn daughter. I know she wouldn't do that. She couldn't. Where the hell would she hide her? Oh, I'd tell, if you want to tell Sumi something here, see if your sister's name or, or see if her daughter is on this list. Uh, and I'd say check, check the unseen public and I'll tell you this. If I, my gut feeling is 80% chance it was the wild ones. Get Sumi to look into them. That's mm. the best I can do for you. We can't play... We can't have the black... Eye... We can't make a move on the head of the black eyes at mm. this time. We've got the war on too many fronts. Mm -hmm. And T bites his lip a bit. Uh, I assume grabbing a copy that you've made of that list. Yep. And he walks out and slams the door behind him. And uh, we see him walk past, like Yorick and uh, the group, as he goes down the damn out or the, he goes down the alleyway, saying, "I can't believe it! I fucking can't believe it!" And he just storms down. Um, if you boys don't do anything, we can move on to you guys uh, coming in. Nay, okay. Uh, so we hear uh, from Asbadai's perspective, we hear Chris knock on the door, and uh, Solomon says, "Oh, there they are. Come in." Who is this again? Apparently, there's a new head to uh, the King's Gambit. I have a lot of questions with the information that's been getting spread around. Basically, just giving you a brief, just that, just the briefest. And uh, you do know, like, uh, throughout the week, like, uh, some of the uh, Crimson Fists have been getting strange orders. Uh, and uh, you guys can't really figure out where, like, uh, information's getting twisted at. So, the door opens, we see Yorick as he pays respects to uh, Solomon, then looks at Asmodei and just, you know, does a simple, Asmodei, it's good to see you. You as well. Mm -hmm. Gives you a nod, sits down, and basically, he's an alcoholic. He just begins to drink still. Doesn't, it seems like he has a dwarf-like uh, like liver as uh, he downs another mug and watches you guys. Did, uh, did we come in the room, or...? Yes, you guys are just coming in the room. So, like, we see, I would assume, P1, or, what, me or P1 coming in first? Uh, I was gonna say that me sees Solomon, he goes, Solomon, good buddy, and runs up and tries to give him a big bear hug. He just goes, uh, Yorick, Yorick! And we see Yorick, like, uh, jump up and fucking just keep a little bit of 
room as you're trying to reach for Solomon to give him a bear hug. And he says, or Solomon just shakes his head and says, the damn beast underneath his breath. Looks up to you, gives you a plastic smile and says, me, it's a, it's a, and he's struggling to get out. Good to see you. You having more problems with the drowners? I can't say I have. We've had our hands full. The Vodian family is... Uh, and he begins to, like, rub his temples. We've had a lot of problems, and I can't talk to you about it. I'm sorry. De- dejected me because sits down in the corner. <laughs> and you see Yor come up, trying to offer you beer. And uh, I assume, like, Solomon takes a glance at Asmundi and just, like, shakes his head slightly as you guys meet your eyes. And uh, he looks around and uh, looks at the gnome and says, uh, you must be uh, the king of black. King of white? And he looks at Yorick. Which one got taken over? And he says, king of black. And he looks at Orden. You're the king of black, aren't you? Uh, uh, oh, no. I, I, I'm, not the, I'm not a king of anything. I'm, a, I'm an inventor. And he looks at Yorick and says, then who the hell's the king? Oh, dearie, I do believe you're looking at him. And just gives you an incredulous look and says, the bird. Hmm. And he, like, again, just shakes his head, sits down, and basically uh, uh, says to you, it's very strange that the King's Gambit invited in a non-human. Usually they don't do that kind of business. They're pretty stringent on keeping, you know, like-minded races together, specifically humans. He uh, uh, strums his uh, fingers across uh, the wood of the table, and he says... What business do you have with me today? Yeah, just, uh, P1 just kind of, like, strolling up. It's like, well, I figured, like, uh, granted, I've only taken this position just today, but I figured, why not, uh, start at least negotiations, uh, with the Crimson Fist in terms of a partnership with the King's Gambit? Uh, and he, he, he looks at Yorick, then Asmodai, uh, just, like, trying to, like, figure out whether it's worth it. Uh, like stroking his chin a bit. If I may step in, sir. Oh, and who is this? As Piwan just like uh, turns his head toward Piwan, uh, toward uh, toward Asbadai. This tall drink of water checking a lot of boxes. Let me tell you, what is your name? Uh, <laughs> you may call me Asbadai. I don't know about you, but it is certainly a pleasure for me to meet you. Uh, the pleasure is lessened, but also likewise. Uh, <laughs> the I forget these days because uh, things seem to be changing on a daily basis. What is your relationship with the Night Watch at the moment? I keep seeing your nice little tidy group of houses in the Jade Hills. Yeah. Uh, just keep in mind, if you guys look at the map, it is adjusted to uh, everything that's happened. The green representing the Jade Hand, the black representing the bl- uh, the brand. Uh, the King's Gambit, if you look at the screen mega in the Jade Hills section, uh, you uh-huh. can see it in gray. Uh, the purple represents the Night Watch, and uh, the red that's streaking down, red in general is Crimson Fist, it shows alliance between both the groups. Sisterhood in the top left is orange, blue for black eyes, pink for grim song, brown for wild ones, and yellow for clear water sailings. Just to make it clear, go right ahead. Sorry to interrupt. So, well, I'm not 100% sure of the relationship, but I was not stopped on the way here. 
So I'm going to say good. What I know, talking to David pretty often, what their relationship is. Okay, um, it it's an easy relationship, yes. Like, there is a firm connection between uh, the Night Watch and uh, uh, the King's Gambit, but it's not entirely clear. Again, uh, with uh, the King's Gambit specifically, they're made up of nobles and fallen, uh, now fallen nobles. So they still have an air of authority of uh, the Giuliano like uh, families, but other than that, they play chess and they have enough bodyguards to have a force. That'd be basic knowledge that you definitely know. I mean, the relationship is a little, it's it's push and pull, I guess. But your proposal, what would you want from us? And what do we get in return? Oh, well, certainly, if there is a an amicable relationship with this, uh, the Night Watch, you called them, it's my understanding that the King's Gambit is in a pretty hefty position. It's like, certainly much easier for you to get toward, for example, the Brandon, maybe even the Jade Hand themselves. Let's clarify the brand, not the Brandon. Did I say the brand? Didn't I say the brand? I thought it sounded I like you said branded, but... Yeah. It could have just been mic distortion. Yep, could have been. Sorry, keep going. Uh, All I would ask for in return is just uh, a split of any spoils that you get from any takeovers. Asmodai will shrug and just say, It's... How many noble families you guys still have cooped up in there? Last I heard was a handful. Well, certainly enough to gain an audience, let me tell you. Although that might just be because I was there, because they just couldn't believe it. You certainly talk like a noble, but no offense, I don't think I've ever heard of you. And I knew all the nobles before things went south. Oh well, that's just because I'm from out of town. I came here maybe, what would have been, almost a week now, I think. Uh, where out of town? Well, I'd simply drop down from the capital itself. Mainly, I'm just trying to figure it out if aligning ourselves with you is worth it. And I know you're going to say, oh, we have all the money and the power, but you're struggling. If that were true, you wouldn't be struggling as mighty as the rest of us all are at the moment. Well, you see, that's just all the more reason to get together, don't you think? If we're all struggling then simply the easy solution is to work together, is it not? That's how we play a game, right? A team game? Uh, yes. Trust me, I'm all for playing team games. The problem is, is that usually when the team game is over, like the one that we're playing, uh, then we have a one-on-one -on -one match to see who gets to stay in your words, king. Oh, I see how this is. You're worried about your authority after the fact, aren't you? I tend to look at the big picture. Well, of course, you can choose to believe me or not, but uh, I'm not particularly interested in leading an entire uh, port. <laughs> I'm more just interested in what the port has and nothing more. I mean, that is all well and good, but... Nobles are always ambitious, and they don't like sharing power. And from what I understand, you only 
Are you the soul leader? And if I remember right, there were two kings, yes? So yes, I am a co-king. It's like, uh, supposedly there is another king, a uh, king of white. But I haven't met them yet. I did cause a bit of a ruckus with, with my recent victory. <laughs> you will look and see Asmodee is very just weary. Uh, last week has been very, very, very busy. Just say it. I want to imagine he's like a walking corpse, uh, figuratively. Like, you know, fucking begs, not getting much sleep. Just not actual exhaustion, but you know what I mean? Like, he looks like it. Just worn out. The thing is, is, don't get me wrong, I was probably going to come talk to you all anyway. Or we were going to come talk to you all anyway. The problem is, is that we need to hammer out what exactly this arrangement will look like after the fact. I'm under no illusions that this cannot be won by any one side, unless m maybe the Jade Hand, but less said about them, the better. The Wild Ones, the Jade Hand, have the most entrenchment and are going to be the biggest pain in the neck. Yeah, it truly is. If you look at the map, uh, the clear water is also part of the syndicate, and so is uh, the, the wild ones, which they cover a majority of the main road, uh, the ports, like a docking area, majority of the households. It's a pain in the ass. Um, I think, hmm, how should I do this? I think uh, Solomon at this point, like, uh, puts down two red peter. What was it? Yeah. Uh, a piece of uh, red parchment paper. Uh, Asmodai, you recognize this as uh, the kind of paper that he uh, folds to make an origami like a crane to uh, send messages. He uh, shows to a uh, Piwan and to, you know, like uh, Asmodai, everyone in the room, and uh, says, You mind explaining to me why my notes are getting all fucked up? And if you uh, look at it, you can see, like, uh, it looks like his handwriting, but to trained eye, it's slightly forged. You can tell like the T's are different. While a majority of the subject is in place, locations and key information are uh, forged. At this, me is gonna perk up. You looking to find someone? <laughs> Alright, hang on one second. Um, he uh, says to you, not looking for someone per se, just general orders. And uh, again, I think it's misunderstanding of how I phrased it. It's just general orders he gives to uh, people. Yeah, but someone's messing up these orders. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. I, I missed that. Like, I'm fucking all over the place. He uh, goes, yeah. And he, well, you know, actually he bites his lip before he continues on and looks at Asmodai and Yorick, thinking if he should even go on about this since it's sensitive information. Um, I'm good at finding people. And uh, you see York chime in and says, yeah, there ain't a person that you can't find. And he, like, drank, uh, drinks the booze again and he says, yeah, I wasn't even too much out in the open. He managed to find me today, sir. So it's uh, directed at uh, P1. He asks you, like, specifically, do you know anything about this? Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, I guess, would P1 have heard ever heard anything about this or just... You are extremely familiar with this going along because you have seen uh, some of these uh, letters come in very different formats from uh, 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 brown 
uh, rats to, uh, you know, like uh, different origami shapes of different animals in the form of paper mache uh, go through like uh, your uh, your location once in a while. Though it's not out in the obvious. It took a careful eye for you to even notice it. But your uh, the King's Gambit specializes with not only information gathering, but tampering. The only weird part is you don't ever recall seeing a red crane. Or, yeah, I'd say he has an example of red crane right next to the paper mache. But you don't ever remember seeing a red crane go through this stuff. Yeah, just uh, kind of like uh, observing it for a moment. So, while that would seem to be my particular gang specialty, I don't recall ever seeing a crane, though. So I don't oh. believe it's their handiwork. It just uh, gives you a hard look in size. It seems like, uh, again, just like uh, Asmodai, the week is just getting to him. It's a lot to handle with everything that's happened so far. He... Hmm. I, I think what happens is... Uh, he looks at uh, Asmodai, then Yorick, and just says it simply, I want your two cents. What's your opinions on the matter? Uh, unseen public sucks. That's my main opinion. They could... Uh, I saw them doing weird tampering from the other side before, and that was the wild ones doing it. Jade Hand has such a strong presence there at the moment demons would be doing something I mean it's it's odd and we also can't discount the fact that the suddenly our communication problems will all of a sudden go away once we start working with the king's gambit and uh, he looks at Yorick and he gives a shrug and says well uh, well if uh if he's really honest about the matter, we might have a person on the inside. That's what we are lacking. But if it's an open alliance, it's between the two sides. This is where it gets a little bit tricky. We got the uh, we got the wh uh, white pieces, then we got the black pieces. They both work in tandem and against. So for all we know, it could be on the, the king of white side, where all this uh, subterfuge and uh, interference is coming from. If you want my two cents on the matter, I say... He looks at me. Me, what do you say? <laughs> I say we burn the demons. <laughs> so I guess he, after hearing burn the demons, Chug says, I don't know why, why, what I would expect. I'd say do it. But we need to have a close eye on our... Uh, and he looks at uh, Piwan King over there. But we, we don't really have too many men to spare. That's the problem. And yeah, he, again, like uh, we switch back to Solomon again, like uh, basically scratching his slight cheek as he says, but we can't keep operating if I can't get orders around. We're going to break down if we don't. And he bites his lip before he says anything else. Mm -hmm. What should I do? I'm thinking. I'm half tempted just to have it on a 50-50 die roll. Hmm. I would say uh, Solomon uh, gives it a deliberate thought, and I think uh, what he does is uh, he says to you, uh, P1, prove you're an ally. What do you have to offer us? Besides the food, the extra arms. What can you give us that'll make us excel? Hmm. So, well, I certainly 
I can only assume that uh, the answer, the wit of a true player, probably isn't the answer you're looking for. It'll determine whether we work together or fight against. Pick your words wisely, bird. So now, now, I got enough of that today. <laughs> See, uh, just uh, uh, looking toward, like, uh, uh, well, apart from what my gang can offer, or at least my portion of it, uh, just kind of like a, a side glances. So it's like I myself am a very capable individual. After all, I literally toppled their their hierarchy in a matter of days. <laughs> so you're saying you'd be a useless asset to the fist? And I'll say I have a few other talents. As he just kind of like go, kind of like go, like waves his like right hand a bit. So, but uh, we'll keep those as a surprise. And kind of like winks at him. What about your friends? Who are they? Oh, I just met them today. Is that, well, you already know me. <laughs> I get a, like a, a odd moment of clarity in his head as he looks at Solomon. Solomon, you know you owe me one. <laughs> I think you should listen to my friends. And I believe at that point he just gives you just a dark look and looks at Yorick and... Yorick just uh, starts patting you on the back and says, buddy, 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 just drink drink your sorrows away. Like, just giving you a little bit of ale on the side. And you just can't get away from that deathly stare. I'm having deja vu flashbacks, and I don't like it. Me neither. Solomon, we're friends. Let's keep it that way. Not threatening you or anything. I'm just saying, when I did a favor for you, you told me that one day you'd do a favor for me, and that's all I'm asking. You are... no offense, I don't know you, but you are choosing very poor words, because you sound like... this sounds like a conversation that we had with someone literally a week and a half ago, and it didn't turn out very well. Well, either that, or their friendship is based on something very different. Or at least where I'm from, doing a favor for a bear means something completely different. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh gosh, Vinny, when did you get here? Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, if, if I may intrude. He goes up to the window, and you see, like, uh, you know, the reflection of, you know, Leo's uh, statue over, like, uh, in the square. No, it didn't turn out too good. Then we hear Orden chiming in. What do you say, Orden? Well, it seems like this um, the conversation's not not really going anywhere. Uh, what what would make it seem work for both parties? I mean, I, I I'm just looking for some um some muscle. Like I think Piwan called it a tall drink of water to um help me uh, uh search the ruins. I, I I lost something in there. Oh. They they both grown at the same time. <laughs> it's going to be a while before I try to go back in there. What do you... And he looks at the gnome. And he says, uh, Gnome, do you even have any way to help us? The, those ruins, that damn fucking palace. And he, again, we can actually see the palace outside the window too. It's a very nice vantage point. We uh, see the palace and he shakes his head. Uh, it's a damn death trap. I don't even know what the hell's in it. He said demons, books, statues. Ugh. Shakes his head. Probably a dragon demon. 
Uh, uh, perhaps a painting? He stops. If it's an item that was going to be in the auction, it's there. Probably buried under a whole bunch of rubble, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And he just... Uh, Asmodai pulls his gaze away from the window and looks at you and goes, What kind of painting? Um, uh, ooh. In case of, um, um, prying ears, do you have, uh, um, a piece of paper and perhaps some, um, um, uh, uh, some painting tools? Good luck. He gives you a piece of charcoal and he taps, like, uh, oh, what the hell is it called? Well, actually, no. I assume, yeah, I think, like, he'd call someone forward and, like, uh, you know, you'd just get a brush and some paint. And, like, he, uh, flicks a piece of parchment that was folded up, uh, folded up into, like, an origami, like, a uh, crane and it flutters towards you. Um... If you want, you can uh, make a check for it. See how well you do it. What do you get? A four. It looks like a child's uh-huh. drawing. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make it like a rough drawing of what the painting would look it's like. It's super rough. It looks like a four-year-old did it. And then on top of it, I'm going to write one of eight. One of eight, and he looks at it. and You did so poorly, I, I'm going to say like he doesn't understand what the hell you're trying to convey. Like The one of eight is a good indicator, but it's not enough for him. He just looks at this and sh- fucking shakes his head, crumpling it. And with that, with the painting, I am going to cast Prestidigitation and instantaneously light it on fire. Uh, I think he yells for Asmodai and Yorick at that moment. No, it, it's, not, it's not a harmless fire. Yeah, I know, but it's just unexpected just using magic in front of somebody. Yeah. Me delights at that. Yeah. He starts clapping. Burn it. <laughs> uh, do, do, do you get my meaning? I, I, I'm just worried about saying it. And he just shakes his head. No, I don't understand what you're trying to convey. In fact, it seems like you're wasting my time. So the, fl- the, 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 uh, the paintings of the Epoch Flame. And he just, uh, what, what's the reaction he would have to that? I believe, uh, uh Solomon, it, it'd be kind of like hearing about, uh, uh, Gashaya. So he'd shake his head and says that fairy tale again. What is it all with these damn fairy tales coming at my doorstep? A changeling, unseen public, and just starts griping a bit. Now the fucking paintings. Uh, sir, sir, it's it's not a fairy tale. I've seen them, seen them for myself. And he he rubs his uh, forehead a bit. Keep telling me, keep telling me. Uh, he uh, I guess glances at uh, Asmodai and uh, asks you, Asmodai. Uh, Asmodai, do you have uh, the list of what you're supposed to get? Uh, yes, I have the list right here. I pull out yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah, you pull up the list, he fucking looks through it. Maybe it's on the other document. <sighs> Scratches uh, his head a bit, you know, folds it back, gives it back to you. Apparently it, apparently it wasn't something that was meant to be given to you, even though you got a majority of, like, items that weren't uh, worth time and investigation if lost. But, you know, like, we, we already hammered out the exact idea of how that deal went. Um, and he just mumbles, oh, maybe we should talk to David. And he just shakes his head. Nevertheless, we're not going back in there again. Not unless we have a firm plan, a firm team. It did not work out very well this time. Did you notice any survivors in there? Mm, hard to tell. Probably not. Uh, matter of fact, I can guarantee 
guarantee you the way the incident went. Unless someone had the ability to take Numtong or something, in the instant the explosions went off, there probably were no survivors of anyone that was in the building. Mm. How David got out, I am still utterly shocked. Well, I gotta go in and at least try to look for a moss. He's dead. There is no way he is alive. But I need to make sure he's embraced by Sia. Can't you just pray and ask or look for a sign? Because unless Siam came down and grabbed him with a golden hand, there's no way he survived that. No, I mean, his body is prepared by to go to Siam. His and body is underneath thousands of pounds of rubble. Then we will have to burn it all. If you know how to burn rubble, let me know. Well, just look at it this way, Asmodai. If you want to get to the second level of their social link, you'll have to do it eventually. I mean, uh, there's doing something and then doing something that's literally nearly impossible. The impossible is just a puzzle that hasn't been solved yet. That is stupid. And from my experience, rubble burns all the time. That's usually how it becomes rubble. <laughs> uh, no, rubble is caused by the rocks separating. <sighs> Never mind. You can't burn rocks. Fire does not work on the rock. You never tried my beer. It makes anything burn. <laughs> I Trust me, when it comes to fire, I know it quite a bit. Mm, me too. My eyes start to smolder. Yeah. And the, just to interject for a second, uh, me, you do actually, I knowing your character, you do know like uh, Asmodai's title on the streets lately. Oh no, he he knows Asmodai because yeah. he's heard great things about Asmodai from Amaz. Yeah, not not just that. I mean, just recently throughout the week of him turning into an elemental twice. Yeah, so that's why that's why he likes Asmodai and wants to talk about fire with him. Mm -hmm. Like uh, people have called him like the Raging Inferno, like uh, the, the Devil's Flame, uh, the uh, fire, uh, the fiery hand or fiery fist. Yeah, I know you. You make Ornor happy. He makes my fire grow. Oh, I'm too tired for this. Look, if there's anything you can offer us, be my guest. We, the Second Inquisition is all but gone. What little remains, we're happy to take your help. Wait, but the Inquisition is like a national organization. Yeah, in the city, in the city, it's all but gone. Yeah, the sect for the city is just about, uh, like, all. Yeah, but he comes from the national organization. I know, but what he's, what Asmodai is saying is it's gone. There's nothing, no remnants, hardly any remnants in the city. I know. That's why we need to bring it back. That's... Not my job. No, but Inquisition has other advantages it brings to our friends. And I like making friends. And you can ask Yorick. I treat my friends pretty well. <laughs> he just gives a chuckle as uh, he's 
like fucking buried himself in his uh, ale. Gray, did you get my roll? But you do notice like a chip in a location that he probably hasn't fucking noticed. Oh, asthma die. What? Um, um, who made your your armor? I did. You you notice you might have a um a little bit of a chip right there. I know I haven't gotten to fixing it yet. Um, p perhaps I could help. I I can offer that. I'm pretty handy with um armor myself, and I pull out um a little uh, silver coin. Be my guest. I'll go over there and start uh, polishing it up and trying to work on it to fix the chip. As I was saying, you want to bring in the second Inquisition, or not the second Inquisition, wrong game. You want to reform the Inquisition, that's not something I do. If you want to help us, you can. I want to make strong connections. I know you work with David, but he's kind of a weak idiot. Yes, which makes him extremely useful. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather have someone who can actually help you guys in more than just this little city? As I said, you want to offer your assistance, I won't turn it down. Yeah, that's all I've been trying to do. As for you, Bluebird, uh... Sir, P1, please. Again, I've, I've had Bird thrown around a lot today, and honestly, it's starting to irk me a bit. It, it's kind of, you. No offense, you have an old name, and you do look like a bird. Well, that's because I am, but constantly pointing it out has started to gain a... How should I say? Like an insult? Where I'm from, it's more of a state of fact. It, are you saying it ruffles your feathers? Uh, I could tell myself. <laughs> you set me up for that one. Anyway, P1, uh, I think we would need some more assurances. Or at least to understand your intentions a little bit better. Are we more or less backing one side of the King's Gambit against the other, because that's what it's feeling like is being offered. So, well, I mostly came here just for an introduction and opening negotiations. But as both of you have pointed out, I haven't really discussed much with my co-king, but, you know, it probably felt best not to go searching for them immediately after causing chaos. There's going to be an adjustment period. <laughs> but it sounds more like, as P1 is just kind of like, uh, putting his uh, finger under his under his beak. It sounds more like you have an idea of how I should help you, and rather than me having to play guessing games, I would rather that you state it outright. I really don't... Uh, I'll look at Solomon. I don't quite have an idea. I mean, other than, of course, lending the resources, but... Do you have anything you want to add, boss? He uh, gives a bit of a grimace, and he says there's too many problems to deal with. Killing wild ones, that's always a good thing. Just listening off from his finger. Uh, what else? Mainly the... Uh, fucking Christ, let me get back. Um, Hasmodai, the most pressing matter is figuring out who the hell is tampering with our orders. If I can't give clear and direct orders, we will fall apart. And that being said, he looks at you and Yorick. 
effective, effective immediately. Do not send any orders unless it is face-to-face -face and to a comrade at arms. Hey, great. Well, he's saying this. I did a quick investigation check looking at the or uh, fake orders. Oh, it's not headquarters. This is just random fucking, like, what, what are you looking for? The, the fake orders to see if I notice anything that could lead me who's who's doing it. Um, okay, so... And I got uh, a, not a natural, but a 20. Yep, okay. Uh, here's what I'll give you. Uh, it has a distinct smell of uh, lavender, and it has a... They, they tried to uh, hide their handwriting, but it looks like they wrote with their uh, uh, wrong hand. And even then, it still looks uh, very nice. Uh, like a few of the letters have a elegant stroke to them. So lavender, nice handwriting, wrong hand as well, I'll give you. Okay. We can say like in the background between like everyone talking that, uh, uh, that you're investigating with that. Uh, anything else that you guys were doing? Uh, I also lost my place. What the hell was I saying? It was, uh, uh, yeah, direct orders. Um, uh, he says to both, you know, uh, Yorick and Asmodai, he says, give direct uh, orders to uh, people of uh, our color. And, you know, gives uh, the Crimson Fist, uh, you know, showing his hand. Don't let anyone else uh, m make, uh, don't let anyone else uh, give orders unless it's directly from my hand. And he just starts to rub his head. Please, try to figure out where the leak is. Who's tampering with us? Um, at that, I think uh, he would finish off by telling Piwan, if you can find the leak, I'll consider joining our forces together. Because at the moment, change of leadership, you're brand new, I don't know you. And he looks at uh, 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 me and just... I feel like it goes over me's head, but you know, like while he's investigating that, he just gives you just a bitter shake of the head and a clenched fist, a couple deep breaths, and he doesn't try and hurt you. He looks away, and uh, he basically just telling you, go on your merry way and uh, try to prove yourself. So, well, that should be probably simple enough. We'll think of it as a trust building exercise. Team game. <laughs> You know, the nice thing about chess is that the bishop is... The bishop and the queen are two of the best pieces. Kings can only do so much, but when you, when you put your second in... When you put your queen or your bishop out on the board, that's how you win games. You know what? I was very disappointed by the fact that there was not a single queen in all of the lineup. I'm hoping to change that. Although the king just simply was not interested, and I don't know why. Hmm. Oh, don't worry. I think you'll know, you'll know in our group who functions as the king, who functions as the queen, who functions as the bishops, and who functions as pawns. Well, everyone does believe themselves to, to be a king when they are merely a pawn, at least in the greater game of things. Don't forget to heed your own words. Ah, but then here's the twist. Every pawn is full of possibilities. So don't underestimate them. And he gives you a wink. <laughs> oh, but you're right. But uh, if I remember right, highest a pawn could ever climb is a queen. Pawns don't become kings. While this conversation is going, 
I imagine they're outside of the building and me starts to get a little bit distracted and mm. lighting rats on fire. Oh, okay. Uh, you do, and uh, uh, throw me a percentile, please. 57. You burn a rat, another rat, then something that sounds like paper. That's it. Uh, you guys uh, can keep going uh, however you want, unless uh, you want a little bit more direction. Oh... Looking down at the gnome still tinkering on his armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that looks better. Nice job. Mm-hmm. I might keep you around as a smith. You'll at least know your way around around the, around the piece of iron. I'll give you that much. Uh, yeah, yeah. If uh, if I had some my my tools, I would, I'd I'd work wonders. Oh, they would just eat you up back home, wouldn't they? It's like. Just like looking down at, uh, 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 looking down at Ordon. Oh, they would just eat you up back home, wouldn't they? Just kind of like, uh, pinches their cheek a bit. <laughs> oh, God, all you bigger, b- bigger people always just want to eat us. No, or Nur wants to eat you. I just want you to be my friend. I, I can be friends, just no more of that drink, okay? Yeah, I'll make another one just for you. Hey, fireman. <laughs> yeah. I like... No, the big fireman. Yes. I like to make armor, too. I made mine myself as well. Good for you. What does your armor look like? Uh, mine is, is white. Um, it's not damaged at all, but there's, you know, scorch marks. And then it's got the big, you know, tentacle sun on the chest. But it's also covered with little trinkets all over it. So, uh, since we're uh, nearing uh, noon, I want to uh, try to get a little direction. So, uh, what what is the goal of the party at the moment? Uh, what's your uh, first action? What's your plans? Uh, tell me what's happening. Well, as fun as this has all been, I have been gone for a few hours now, and I'm sure the King of White is raving. So I should probably go address myself before things get crazy. I would hate for you to go hurt, so I'll come along. Uh, I, I guess I'll follow the, the biggest one. Asma die in turn, or are you splintering off? Uh, you know what, I will go with you P1 if you do not mind. I want to see how things are shaping up on that end of the city anyway. Plus, I need to talk to David. Well, I certainly won't stay to an escort like you. <laughs> so, uh, as you uh, guys are going around, let's uh, set up the scene a little bit. So, we do see that people are beginning to uh, starve slightly as uh, uh, shipments of food have not been making it to the Commonwealth. Uh we can even see, like, uh, as you guys are walking a long-distance shot of uh, uh, the port itself in the distance, like uh, uh, the docks, uh, the warehouses of uh, Clearwater Sailing, like uh, hoarding food and uh, other useful supplies with uh, guards all around. Not actual guards, but uh, um, guards from their own uh, 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 company. Uh, you guys make it down the street and as you guys uh, go past a fountain 
in the middle of a uh, almost a four-way. I need you all to make me a perception check. Say it all out loud. I got an 18. 20. 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, Asmodai? Yeah. 10. I I think uh, how I'd like to imagine this, uh, um, Asmodai, is that it's just the weak wearing down on you. Like, having to always watch your back, not being able to, like, take a moment to relax. The pressure is, like, dulling your perception. And I'm gonna say, like, as you're walking forward, you walk a few steps forward. Um, I'll let you guys all decide your position in a second. But you walk a few steps forward, and you notice that the other three aren't walking with you. Uh, P1, me, Orden. Me and Orden. Uh, you guys uh, look around and you see, uh, what's the best way to put it? You see, uh, like a person, two people, uh, like atop a building, and you see that they have uh, crossbows in their hands, and they're about to uh, train it onto uh, Asmodai. P1, you notice that, and one other thing, you see a shadow in the distance behind a cart. Right now, I'm gonna have you guys all roll initiative. I got seven. Yep, seven. Well, just clarify you can't uh, see anything crazy on the screen, can you? No. No. Okay, good. Just want to make sure everything's good. Yep. Uh, keep your guys' uh, selves on the street, and I'll explain uh, things shortly. Uh, you guys can decide what direction or uh, where you guys are oriented on the street, but make sure it's on the street as you guys are walking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, P1. Yep. Yep. There we go. Uh, P1 as well. Okay, I was just yeah. having, having a, I was having a bit of trouble figuring out like uh, what we were, what we were calling the street. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me show you because I, I want to explain in detail. So I'll explain everything shortly. Uh, right here, uh, going left to right is a regular street, and here is a detour. Uh, if you were to go north, south is uh, not a street but a little uh, dead end essentially. Um, I'm doing something slightly different with our maps. Uh, the blue that you see on top is a secondary level that is um, about, if memory serves me right, uh, 30 feet and above for all the blue, the exception of these right here, which are the tarps. We have uh, barrels uh, all about. Um, the inside is uh, two levels for each house with uh, the blue basically acting. It's going to be a little difficult, but uh, you can get up to the roof if you so desire by uh, entering in the entrance here. Oh, sorry. The entrance here or here. By going up steps, you reach the top. Um, you see uh, the crossbows as uh, they train on Asmodai. Uh, they're about to pull the trigger. And at this point, I kind of want to end the session right here. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music by Savic. Oh my dog. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. And I can't wait to make so many new friends.